Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. What's happening, weirdos? This is a uh, special episode uh, for me. This is Quincy Jones, who, though, uh, for those of you who don't know, is a very, very funny comedian who uh, just got a uh, diagnosis, a cancer diagnosis, and uh, is uh, doing a Kickstarter to get uh, funding to do an hour special because he's, he's a great comedian. And we wanted to get the word out about that. And also, I just wanted to sit down and talk with this guy who everybody was telling me what a sweetheart he is and how funny he is. And uh, they were absolutely right. So uh, please do go to uh, you know a search engine, type in Quincy Jones Kickstarter, and support his dream of getting an hour special done. Um, I'm sure it's going to happen, and, and we can all help. So be sure to look into that. We also at one point joke about uh, another guy I know, Dan Telfer, who has a Kickstarter as well. Kind of make a joke about how um, I, it's funny that I'm plugging Dan's instead of Quincy's, but I, I also here at the intro want to sincerely plug Dan's as well. Please help Dan out. Um, so many guys with cancer, it's, it's a real bummer. And, uh, and we, uh, I, I just want to do whatever we can and, and doing this podcast and getting some word out is what we're doing today. But, uh, it's such a wonderful thing. So let's get uh, episode, not thing. It's such a wonderful episode. So let's get to it as quickly as possible. I do want to say that I have some tour dates that will be coming up, maybe something big in Chicago that I've been told I can tease, but I can't say until it's uh, locked in probably next week. But we should have uh, a bunch of things um, added to the calendar, and I hope to see you guys out at shows. And uh, also we have a wonderful new sponsor at CISO. Comedy, uh, everybody knows, is experiencing a serious renaissance right now. And CISO is a comedy streaming service tailor-made for comedy lovers and nerds with thousands of hours of the best comedy, 24-7, 365. So see for yourself. CISO's got all 40 seasons of SNL, the entire Monty Python library, all of Kids in the Hall, Parks and Parks and Rec, excuse me, both versions of The Office, that's uh, Steve Carell and Ricky Gervais, and hilarious brand new exclusive stand-up and series from people like uh, Upright Citizens Brigade, Cameron Esposito, Dan Harmon, Scott Ackerman, and Jonah Ray. Every single week, plus it's 100% ad-free and it's just $3.99 a month. Even better, see for yourself for free right now at CISO.com. CISO for yourself. You get it. Try it now for free. It's only $3.99 a month. All right, let's get into the episode, and uh, obviously, sending all the good vibes, and uh, we, we just wish Quincy the best. He's an amazing guy, and we uh, hope to get some good news soon. Um, and in the meantime, enjoy a wonderful conversation that I had with my new friend. Get into it. Hey, man, how's it going? Mr. Holmes, how's it going? Can't tell. We've never met, have we? Once we have. Or twice. Several, several. Is that several, right? Several. Well, I'm an asshole then. Would you sit here? Yeah, asshole for sure. <laughs> that is personified. Quincy, I don't remember meeting you. Was it here? Yeah, we met several. I'm a huge fan. You don't remember me? <laughs> Jeez, you think you know a guy? You know, I know a lot of black people. Oh, that's probably oh, a <laughs> Okay, we know. We I know. I lost you on the personal level. I appealed to your nationality. They, that's that's safe fallback, right? I know there. a lot of brothers, and uh, I call them brothers. How's it going? Here, good, put these good. on. Let's check these out. See how these. So, sound. where did we meet? 
I watched your stand up and everything. I, I researched. You did? It didn't uh didn't, didn't trigger we didn't met click. At, it must have been at shows and booths. I'll tell, I'll tell you festivals. If you say a festival, I'll be mad at you for I, saying that. We're not that in I the same remember. festival. We're not in the same sure festival. Sure would be at the same festival. No, there are festivals no. like Bridgetown. I love humility. That's nice though. The, I, I like I, that. Thank you. Thank you so I much. I like yours. No, very much. <laughs> <laughs> well it's great. It's great to see you. I'll start with that. Yeah. Now tell me where we know each other from. Um let's see. Are we recording right now? Yeah, we can record. Is that I should have told you in case you wanted to get something off your chest before we started. Well, I just want to have a good... <laughs> just like a couple people you yeah, want to yell at. Okay, or... hold on. Let me do this line. Who's angering you? Yeah, let's do some blow. All right. Around and now it's you made it weird. Have you ever done cocaine? That's yes. a weird... You have? Yeah. What's it like? Uh, it's a weird first question, but I've never done it, but I have manic flare-ups in the car sometimes. I don't think where... you'd be good on cocaine. I don't think I would. I don't think... But you'd have some great material. <laughs> Yeah, I'm afraid like coffee is too much for me. I'll have like uh, one or two sips. I don't drink caffeine at all. So what? It's not well. Can you compare it to caffeine, or you never had it? I, I well, I've had caffeine, yeah. but it's definitely like it's like doing like a lot of espresso. It's like okay. doing like six shots of espresso. That sounds terrible. It is. It is. It is. <laughs> I'm not one of these cool guys who make it sound. No, I, it's a horrible. People casually doing. Yeah. You're sweating. Your body is. Yeah, it's panicking. like why do you want to put be out of that? Why do you want to be that out know. of control? Why do you want to feel frightened, but for no reason? Because <laughs> it's, it's cool. Yeah. It's not fright if everyone's afraid. It's not frightening. Oh, that's a little deep right there. Did it's you catch that? Did you catch that one? All right, cool. I'm glad we're recording because that's deep. That is deep. <laughs> Well, we are dealing with a base level of, uh, of fear, and a lot. We're playing a lot of roles. We'll get into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so excited. Uh, so I'm excited. excited to talk to you. So tell me, uh, t- let's go. Sorry, I asked you. That's such a low level. Have you done cocaine, joke? You didn't like it. No, I wasn't a fan. Yeah, but it, but you know, I mean, you know, you do it. You try it. Well, some people are of the philosophy. Some comedian friends of mine are like, we're here to do everything and report on it. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know if I like that. I don't know because isn't not doing it also a thing that you do? Yeah, that's wouldn't you you say that Seinfeld reports on what it's like to not do coke? True. It's sort of like (laughs) comics who do shrooms for the first time, and they're like they're at open mics working out that shrooms bit, and you're like, (laughs) you could do it and not talk about it, right? You can live life and not share it on stage. That's so funny. Uh, John Mulaney and I one time were, were talking about doing a like a sketch. We didn't do it. We're not going to do it. But it's like this <laughs> idea of an intervention for shrooms. And it was like when you uh, did shrooms for the first time, you wouldn't stop talking about it. It was very annoying. <laughs> when when you said the president should make it a law that everyone has to take them. Yeah. Like that was, yeah. Like, that that was, was a boring. Bad, bad bit. And it <laughs> was did. poorly thought out. And you shouldn't share those thoughts at all. <laughs> They do tap these things. I want yes. you to know. <laughs> Let something be. Uh, what's the word? Ineffable. What's What's it mean when you can't discuss it? I think it's ineffable. Yeah, ineffable. That sounds good. Make sure you Google that. He's gonna Google it. Now you tell me what you want to say. What, how we met? Whatever you were saying. We met at Tex. I met you here. Tech takes. Tex takes. T a i x. Yeah, they say it's Tex. I don't know what it is, but I, I call it takes. But you corrected me as if you did. I know. Oh, man. Oh, man. We're, we're in it now. We are you, in you the mean now. takes. I think I... Neither of us are sure on the pronunciation, but he yeah, for sure yeah. is like, nah. It's... But you said text, and then I was like, you think, is he calling Texas text? I'm like, I don't no, remember that, I'm not that cool. Text, yeah. I can't abbreviate. A Coke, a Coke guy would a be A six-letter like, state doesn't need to be fucking abbreviated. Let's, let's trim it down. Let's trim it down. <laughs> too many letters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too yeah. Many letters. So the idea, we met at t- takes, the, uh, or text. Yeah, as t- it's takes or text, yeah. Yeah, it's a French restaurant. Uh-huh. 
And we were there with uh, Margie and, and Zach Sherwin yeah, yeah, and that yeah. crew. Okay. I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. It's all good. It's all good. I'm embarrassed. But you're still a great guy. Isn't it funny? What are we going around looking for from people? Do you ever, do you ever catch yourself? Like I wrote something yesterday and I emailed it to my friend. Mm-hmm. And I just said in the email, I was like, yeah, I mean, like, I, I hope you like this because it means a lot when you like things that I write. And I also hope it makes you feel good because when I read it, it made me feel good. But it's interesting to just take an inventory on what we're looking for. Like well, did you say it in that order? I did say it in that order. Then you put your needs first. You should have been like, I hope this makes you feel better. Yeah. And I hope you like it. I was it, being honest, I, and I don't think we're being honest most of the time. Because if we, Emotionally, we can't be honest in today's it's society. It's terrible. Yeah. Society frowns. Like, everyone's like, be yourself. Like, really? You want yeah. me to be myself? It's not very good. No. The people that are being themselves, like really hardcore being themselves. They're locked up. They're or they're locked. homeless. <laughs> they're, or they're homeless. I actually think like <laughs> homeless people, no bit. Homeless people, I bet, are some of the most authentic motherfuckers you can meet. Yeah. In fact, in my time, I love talking to my neighborhood homeless people. And they always change. I have this fantasy. What neighborhood is that, Pete? Los Feliz. Los Feliz? Do you know? Takes. Takes? No, okay. Uh, <laughs> I hope you guys prepare to be corrected on every, <laughs> on every here. L.A. Every He's L.A. definition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lale. <laughs> Lale. Every La definition yeah, that yeah. you guys have. But those are some authentic people. They're not, yeah. they're not uh, pretending to be anything. You so, can't pretend to be anything when you're homeless. That's true. I think, but also, which came first? Were you just that guy that's like, sorry, I just felt like taking off my shirt. You know what I mean? I was hot, and I thought there were fire ants on my nuts, and there are. Oh, God, there are. Why'd I smear them in honey? And you're like, I think we need to talk to Ted. But where do they get honey? And where's Ted? (laughs) Where do they get honey? Is it Trader Joe's honey? Because they're eating better than me. (laughs) They're eating better than me if they got Trader Joe's. This is a nice office where they have honey with the tea. Okay. And and then Ted couldn't handle it. Ted doesn't sound like he could handle it. Well, Ted's tripping out, and he's touching the honey. And and I don't mean he's on drugs. I think he's really looking at honey, and he's like, it's viscous, and this is uh, bee vomit. It's thick. It's Regulated. Yes. And when I play with it, it kind of changes colors a little bit yeah. and it never spoils. Did you ne- know that? It's the only food that never spoils. It's like the Twinkie of syrup. Yeah. Well, it's, it runs laps around the Twinkie. Oh. You dude. fill a Twinkie with, with honey. It lives forever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm alive forever. <laughs> the honey's in the Twinkie and that's where my energy lies. That's it. You can, We need to make a car that ri- runs, runs on off a, honey? On a honey Twinkie. A honey Twinkie. Yeah. Or call it the honey Twinkie. You have a whole entourage. That is, I wouldn't say a whole entourage. You have two, two people with you. That is, those are good friends. I'm alone. I'm not alone. alone. You're not alone. Are you ever alone? Not in this world. We'll get to social it. media. Social <laughs> media, guys. Are we ever alone? I don't know. NSA. Are we? <laughs> <laughs> Did you just see on uh, Facebook? Uh, Duncan Trussell posted this thing about Facebook says they are listening. The microphone is listening when you're posting a status update. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I believe everything Duncan Trussell says. He's only had with the Bhagavad Gita joke. Yeah. Like, if he's not tapped in yeah. to some inner workings of the he game. He gets it. Yeah, he gets it. He you gets know. it. Yeah. I'll tell you this. I went to an ATM today, mm-hmm. right, Quincy? And I, I put my card in, and it, it gave me money, as it were. And then the fee was $3. And then in that moment, I went, but I remember the fee was $1.50, like last time I was here, mm. which was probably six months ago. I don't go to this ATM very often. So here I am. Seeing another example. And that's how they get you. Facebook, it's the same thing. Yeah. There must be people somewhere, just advertising people. I don't mean the Illuminati. I just mean like they're going like, well, we do it at $1.50 for exactly six years and three months. Mm. That's the you know, amount of time a human being will adjust to that. And they won't be that shocked when there's change because they know that change is a part of life. And we jack it up to three. Similarly, Facebook is like, 
hey, we're uh, listening when you post a Facebook uh, post, but just when the post. They're getting more brazen. And I then in six years and three months, they'll go, we're only listening when your phone's on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then in another six and three, they go, we're only listening when we turn your phone on whenever we feel like it. Yeah. And when we just don't know anymore, it'll be 18 years and, and uh, two for six, six months. And we'll just be like, uh, my phone's always listening. That's how it happens. Just in case the government's listening, I don't agree with anything Pete's saying for the record. I don't, I don't just know. Just in ever, case? Just in case. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> just in case. We know they tune in every week for another You Made a Week. I hope I have some friends at the NSA. If nothing else, for if nothing, that's a credit. That's the ultimate ah! credit. Right there. I, I don't want a guy that can get me out of a ticket. I can. I want a guy that can make it so that I'm actually alone for a we all, We've all watched the new season of House of Cards. We all know. I've been that, watching. That's it. What episode are you at? Bang, bang. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's like four, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. Got a few more. Yeah. You guys, you should really thank Pete for not being a spoiler. I would have just dropped the whole season right there. I'd have been like, oh, you mean when the UFO <laughs> crashed into the White House and then they made Frank Underwood do his bidding? <laughs> Really? Yeah, because we love him when he's an underdog, yeah. and he's already the president, so we had to make aliens come in and kind of make him their bitch so he could be like, oh, I'm going to get these alien motherfuckers. You know what <laughs> <laughs> he has a tool. I'm going to get those alien motherfuckers. I know you're looking at me. <laughs> I, I want to I say my House of Cards game just because you're watching it. Mm-hmm. Don't hate the Claire. Hate the game. Okay. Claire. I know, I know we were dropping puns. I wasn't prepared Claire. for it. Claire. Don't hate the Don't Claire. Don't hate the Claire. <laughs> Clea. That's smooth. Ah! That's smooth. I, I'm not making merchandise, but that's smooth. You can at least make bumper stickers and sl- sell them in D.C. for sure. I wish there's no way to get it in print. Don't. I would have made the T-shirt already if I thought anyone would get it. Don't, Don't hate the, the – do you spell it out, Clea? But you got to have the house of cards. Somewhere. Well, you have her on it. Yeah, well, then they get it. You think Robin Wright is sexy in that? She is like every like her suit, everything is everything just oozing about it. elegance and sexiness. I know and rootlessness. You oh. feel like you'd have sex with her, and then you'd know which fork to use. Yeah, when, like, <laughs> like sorbets come out. What? Uh, <laughs> suddenly I know. Suddenly I know it's working outward in, I, not inward out. Uh, what? Uh, what? Uh, and it's pronounced text. <laughs> it's pronounced <laughs> like if you get that premium. Vice, not vice president, but like a first lady yeah. vagina. I like how she. Oh, I can't even say it. I can't even it's say it. It's a spoiler. That. Yeah, because then people. Might, but if you haven't watched it by now, step your viewing game up. You know? That's what I'm saying. You know? But jo- shows are like jobs. People are like, you gotta watch this, and I'm like, I know, and I also have to go to the DMV. Like I have to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's all about priorities. It's and a- House of Cards trumps a lot of priorities it, in my life. I love it. I love it. What else are you watching? I don't even pay attention, though. I, like, don't follow the politics. And that's what the advice I give people is I'm like, don't worry about it. It'll be okay. Just watch people be badasses. It's scary to know that it's somewhat, it's really based on reality, though. Is it? Like, lobbyists really do have that much money and power. And there is a whip that does control. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is scary. You followed it more than me. I'm just, like, tuning out. And then when he's like, (laughs) you get the fuck out of my office, I'm like, woo, 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 woo. You will give me those votes. Yeah, that, that's all I want. <laughs> and if you don't back me in Jersey, I will destroy you in Connecticut. I won't forget. <laughs> yeah! And then someone dies? Yeah. Or so you're like something crazy. Oh, my like, gosh. It's such a good joke, but you don't have to know what a whip is. You know you're smarter. Yeah, man. No, no. You know no. how to pronounce French words. And you know, that's a degree in philosophy does right there. Did you did you study philosophy? I did philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> he said it wrong. Philosophy. Philosophy. Um, yeah, you yeah, did? Yeah, that was my degree. Seinfeld, Jerry. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> a 
Was that was that a name drop that we did so elegant? Yeah, yeah. Seinfeld, Jerry. Jerry. In case you, know, and only one in the biz that matters. Jerry right now. Seinfeld or Bruckheimer. Not okay, I think we can all agree Bruckheimer <laughs> or Seinfeld. We'll go with Seinfeld. Let's opt out. He said if he had gone to uh, college again, if he could do college again, he would have studied philosophy because he thinks that would help his uh, comedy. The way it teaches you to think abstractly. Yeah. And then he also thought this is also interesting. Math was something that he thought applied to comedy because of proofs. He thought proofs were funny. It's like you're trying to prove that A is equal to C, and then you have to do this absurd, like, 12 pages of math just to go, like, C. But then and that's it, what comedians do. But you know? in philosophy, like, we also have to have the, like, common agreement of certain language of words. What do you mean? Uh, so, like, like if we're, if we're going to talk about an example, like, you're from Boston, right? I am. Talk, so if we're talking about Boston, uh, then uh, in order to tell a Boston joke, I have to either been there or you have to make it relatable to a place that I've been to. Yes, that's so right. So if, if I've been like, if you're like, if you're telling me a Boston joke and I'm like, I've never been to Boston, you're like, okay, where are you from? And you've been to where I've been from, then right. you can make it relate to me. Isn't that interesting? There you go. But that's, that's philosophy is you guys are uh, uh, like going on these journeys into another realm and then you learn a new vocab. Yeah. It's all the evolution of consciousness. You know what I mean? And it's very frustrating Sometimes they say the masters aren't the best teachers because you need somebody that's like kind of remembers what it was like to be where you are, not just for a Boston joke, yeah, but like a, a concept. Right? I mean, that's the yeah. only way you could learn is right. if someone has been there before. Like we call it empiricism, but that's like the knowledge of learning from experience. Yeah. So that's what most people are, you know. So if we touch a stove, it's hot, and we learn that that's what heat is: hot stoves equal hot, and right? So forth. Right. So and now yeah. you're opened up to a whole world of metaphor and analogy. I'm like, that's like a touching a stove, talking yeah. to that woman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And when I said that woman's a touchy stove, <laughs> fucking a woman, fucking the first lady or whatever. Yeah. Fucking the first lady. Makes you know, fucking, Cleo. <laughs> fucking Cleo. I know, you know, the show. I know you have a general idea of the mechanics of sex. And go. I assume that you knew at least you've seen Titanic and yeah. you know that she goes work your way from the outside in, mm -hmm. which is how everyone about our age knows how to use forks. They, did you pick all that up? All right, Slow it down. Slow it down. Because we're dropping jewels on this, this fucking episode. Right I, I have always preferred columns to text. Col <laughs> 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 that was weird. <laughs> I can't believe you got it. I took I agree, a real yeah. chance. He's, he's good. I took a real chance with columns over Tetris. Oh, yeah. Sega, he'll never learn. Nah, Sega, underrated. Underrated as a video game system. Oh, my God. Underrated for sure. I'm into it. Yeah. I remember the Genesis was excellent because it, it had the six button, but three and three. Mm -hmm. Nintendo was four and the two right. trigger or whatever. Uh, That's NES, right? Bumpers. That's NES? Cause it... Super NES. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then Genesis actually had the three and three, which was what Street Fighter was. And they were sleek. They were really aerodynamic. They were curved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Nintendo was square and then the SENES tried to do like a little bend. What were they thinking? And then with Sega the was square? like, just make it a Prius. That was ah, like the first, that's where they got the fucking ah, Prius design. Ah, it was from Sega Game Controllers. You're welcome. Yeah. A Genesis looks in uh, a controller looks insertable. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, there's a there's something about it that says let's party. Yeah. <laughs> the first ladies, <laughs> early nineties cocaine parties. Yes, they're like ladies. <laughs> I got these controllers. <laughs> Who's ready to play Sonic? Yeah, you know they are. <laughs> oh my god, and and they're, I, I, there's something sexy about the blackness too. Mm. Like they do it a shimmery kind of matte. Not bad. Black is sexy. Well, black is sexy as well. Yeah. I was trying to compliment. <laughs> He got, I took it. I took it. I didn't. He didn't even mean it. Second, I took it that yeah. way, and it was a good one. Thank you. How are you on that? How are you? Are you on self love? Here's why I'm asking. I heard the David Tell episode. Ah, I heard so. I, you got. I do my research. I'll never too. forget that one. Oh man, you looked at me like I was crazy. I was like, no, 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 no. I, I am about self love. 
But here's why. I, I think there's a, there's a way that people default internally that can help them in life. And sometimes it's uh, – I'll give you an example of uh, a heckler, right? I always I, – this is an example I use. Sometimes you hear someone yell something and a lot of people, you'll see – you'll get a little glimpse of their inner world because they'll default to that person hates me. I'm not good enough. I don't deserve to be up here. They know that. They just yelled that. So I'll lash out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'll be like, shut the fuck up. But if you see, like, maybe you're like, maybe it had nothing to do with me. Like, you'll see somebody giving themselves the benefit of the doubt. Or in a compliment where I'm like, black is sexy. I'm talking about a genesis control. And you're like, you're goddamn right. The race, black is sexy. Like, you make these assumptions in your favor and you start training yourself to make assumptions in your favor. Because we're making assumptions anyway. Mm -hmm. Why not make the ones that help you? Even if they're bullshit, well, the ones that hurt you are bullshit too. Well, I also believe that we – I'm a firm believer benefit of a doubt. And I don't think anyone's really maliciously trying to hurt your feelings. Right. And if they are, then you have to sort of pity them because you're like, why are you putting so much negative energy? What's wrong? Yeah. yeah. Like what's – because this, this is bigger than me yeah. that you're projecting it on me. Yeah. I don't have time to get into it with you, but you should figure it out. But if someone's like being – like if a joke doesn't work for me or someone heckles me, I'm like – Okay, I'm open to yeah. the possibility that this may not be as funny as it's been rehearsed. Yeah, but I'm not gonna say it's completely unfunny, right? Uh, I still got, I yeah. still got pride. Sure, you know, I still worked in this joke. Right, and you don't have to like it, but I'm open to maybe I didn't deliver it the same. But way. if someone's angry or ugly, chances are better when <laughs> I, I mean acting ugly. <laughs> okay, I mean acting in an ugly <laughs> it's way. It's like they can't help their physical. <laughs> no, 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 acting in an ugly manner. <laughs> Uh, you can choose to take that personally, which I think is foolish. And when you say benefit the doubt, I think you're saying a mouthful there, is that you're saying that person's probably, safe assumption, they're probably in pain. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When I see, like, knuckleheads at a Trump rally or something, I'm like, oh, God, that person's probably really in a lot of pain on some level, somewhere in their belly. I'm not a political expert. I, I should have picked a non-political <laughs> example. Definitely. But, like... <laughs> Definitely that was a poor example, but like, I get what you mean. It's like Louis C.K.'s thing about the dad yelling about the French fries. It's really that the dad is having a meltdown about yeah. something completely different. I so mean, why, not, why not take that into consideration when you're letting your feelings be hurt so gingerly, so gently? But it's like because pe- that's all some people have mm-hmm. is their feelings. They're clinging on. Like, we're all just clinging on to life by, like, scraps. Yeah. And so if someone comes and, like, moves, like, one of those things from you, it's like, okay, I can't let you. It's so inherently important to them. Yeah. But I'm I'm a, I'm a firm believer in communication and respect. So even in my relationships or, you know, romantic relationships or common relationships, if someone calls me, I was like, hey, dude, I didn't like that. I hurt my feelings or something like that. I'm like, my bad. My point isn't that serious where I was trying to intentionally mm-hmm, hurt your feelings, mm-hmm. you know? But for the scraps thing, yeah. I think different people, and it sounds like you are, work on different levels. And yeah. I sometimes see just level one is just playing the game. That, which, is, yeah. which is just like, that guy uh, stole my parking spot. Fuck that guy, right? And then level two is, okay, that guy stole my parking spot. What's his life like? You know what I mean? Like you're just taking a moment to be like, why did he do that? Have I ever done that? That's philosophy. Exactly. Uh, yeah. But a lot of people are just, I'm fascinated with, if I'm losing my temper, which I actually did recently. There was something at work that I kind of like ended up... It wasn't like yelling or anything, but I ended up not getting what I wanted from something, and, mm. and, and it was hurting my feelings. And all the while, I was trying to go, like, keep, keep on them and don't overreact. Just, like, realize it's just a game sort of thing. Instead of just being like, this is everything! This is everything! Which I see a lot of people doing. Right, but why didn't you say it hurts your feelings, though? What's that? Why weren't you emotionally honest in that moment and said, 
Why didn't you say that? That hurts my. Feet. Oh, I did. Yeah, that you did? Was, I was like that. Yeah, for sure. Did you yell it? No, that's the difference. I don't know, Pete. You're tall. You're intimidating. You're tall. You're six four. You're... Not on the phone. I'm not. Oh, well, over the phone. <laughs> phone is different. Phone is different. He sounds all quiet. What do you mean? <laughs> Speed yelling. <laughs> on the phone, I sound like Michael. <laughs> Jay Fox. Uh, oh, no, Michael okay. Jackson. Michael Jackson. Duh. Somebody, somebody just told me a Michael Jackson story where they saw. What if you sound like Michael Jordan? What if you sound like, I have like six Michael rings. Jordan. I have six rings. Give me the orange one. Top that, Kobe. That's Michael in a, in a suit store. Oh, give me the orange Give one. me the orange one. <laughs> you know, he wears great, great yeah, suits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got you. I got, Pete, we're on the same plane. I got if you. If you get columns, you know that Michael uh, get, Jordan uh, wears crazy suits. Yeah, the only thing, if you put the, <laughs> if you put the Michael Jordan crying face. Have you seen that on Twitter? No. Oh, that's black Twitter stuff. I told, I said too much. Blitter? Bli- no, not blitter. Black Twitter. You can't shorten. <laughs> you can't shorten black Twitter to blitter. Sounds too much like glitter, and that's yeah. just weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Uh, yeah, but I get, yeah, I get what you mean. Black Twitter, you think uh, things are going around, circling around that I'm not seeing? Because yeah, I'm on Twitter. Yeah, you're on Twitter. You're in Whittier on Witter. That's where you are. That's I'm you. trying to be witty on Witter. Yeah. <laughs> but on Blitter, people are passing around. Man, my crying Michael Jordan face. Means. CMJ face. Yeah. CMJ. Yeah. I think I think he's big on, on, on short on abbreviations. Uh, I'm having a manic episode today is why. Aristotle, do you know black crying face? Why did I say black? <laughs> but you could say black. I'd rather you say black than African-American crying face. That that sounds even worse. I, I just don't know why. It was probably because I was thinking black face. I'm, that, al- I'm always this close to bringing We're going to edit that out in post, right? We're going we're gonna... <laughs> to... Uh, Aristotle, let's go ahead and... Let's see it. That's the crying face uh, meme. You put that on everything, uh, yeah. uh, everything sad. Like, I don't know if you're a sports fan. I, ha- I do love memes. I don't that... love sports, but I love memes. But you know what? You know what? For, and let me make it relate to you. You put the crying Jordan face meme on... The Batman versus Superman trailer. Yeah. Because it, it works. Yeah. I'm assuming, right? Right? Anybody? No? You'd put the crying face Jordan meme on like one of the Deadpool guys that got peed up. Yeah. Right? And then he's in there because he's sad. Yeah, there you go. I get it. Yeah. And I think I, I'm going to like it. You, you're trying, and I appreciate that. It's all an effort. QJ? May you, I call you QJ? I, is there any other thing to call me? Quidge. Quidge? <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna veto the quiz. We're gonna go with QJ. Uh, we'll edit that out in post as well. Thank you, Aristotle. Quidge doesn't sound Quidge. good. It's like glitter. It sounds too much Quidge? like glitter. It Quidge sounds like a sounds... like a like they got competition quiche and quidgy yeah. and squeegee. And you don't want Quidge? Ted, I mean, uh, uh... the homeless guy Ted's out there washing people's cars with a piece of quiche. Fucking Quidge. It's like, oh god, Quidge. Ted, I'm not gonna tip you for smearing <laughs> lukewarm eggs on my windshield. <laughs> There's a piece of ham in there. You're trying to squish it yeah. off with the windshield. Did he just have like eggs Benedict? That's what he squished. He's got the oh, ham, the God, runny egg I yolk. I want it. Now he's got the queege. We invented the queege, but then he fucking Pete added the fucking eggs and ham. It happened. So now we got Benedict queege. <laughs> queege Benedict. I don't like when people eat eggs Benedict in front of me. You don't like the runny yolk, do you? I don't like. I don't like how it comes out. I don't like it looks so July. I don't like it looks like little Pac-Man ghosts, but they're white. Mm. I went to a fancy Italian restaurant. Yeah, and they brought out the spaghetti and they put a yolk on it. 
and I had no idea what to do. I ate all around the yolk. Yeah. I did not eat. So you did know what to do. I, yeah. Avoid it. Avoid all things that bust and run on my food. That's what, I will say outside of this country, people have, like, there are three thoughts. Anywhere but America, there's three faucets. Hot, cold, and then just egg yolks. Like, they run egg yolks on pasta. They're putting it on their baby's head in some sort of religious oh, ceremony. Definitely. We seem to be so much more afraid of runny egg yolks than any other country. Venezuela, it's rude. To not come up to someone and just pour egg yolks on them <laughs> and be like, Bienvenido. Bienvenido. Why'd I do it like an Italian? You did say Venezuelan, didn't you? I did. Oh, well. But it's the same word. Mm. Bienvenido. 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 I don't know German. Huevos. I don't know. Huevos por la cabeza. You like huevos rancheros? No. What do you like? What type of food do you like? I'm a, um, well. You're a vegetarian now? Don't do it. <laughs> Let's talk about your food. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I told you I listened to David Tell episode. Yeah. Did I talk about veganism on that episode? No. Are you a vegan? I'm a vegan. Yeah. I just um, did Mike Kaplan's podcast. He's a vegan. Don't too. put me in the same category as that. But you're a vegan. Don't you guys like have meetings no. and whatnot? Yeah. <laughs> you guys send out newsletters. No, I love Mike. Um, well, how'd, no, you go, how'd you go vegan? It's been a couple of years now. It's really? Like three years. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Well, on that. come on. This is so boring. No. I hate this. What do you? Okay. What do you really want to talk I about? I hate this. No, okay. no, no. I, I just mean let's talk about what's. What are you eating? What are you into? I just had Millie's. What that? What what? <laughs> <laughs> what that? <laughs> I feel like we're talking about a place called Millie's. So I'll go. What that? What that? What that? Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, it's a great little uh, breakfast place off of Sunset in uh, That's not Silver Lake. Hoping for I was. What'd you? I wanted, what'd you like, want? A secret place. Okay, you want a secret place? No, no, no. But Millie's is a, break, a breakfast place, and you eat huevos rancheros. No, I don't like huevos rancheros at all. Boop boop. <laughs> <laughs> I just figured since we were still on runny yolk, it was a loose connection for me. Well, tell me what you do. What, what's your fave? Okay. I'll take veganism out of here. Okay. Let's, let's take the, Bye, veganism. Let's just the, left the building. Well, yeah, let's, see you later. <laughs> let's really get into it. Okay. What let's we let's really, be real. Let's be real. Ethics and health and everything aside. Okay. Enough preamble. Tell me what you really what want do to you talk really, about. What do you love to eat is what I'm saying. Like, what, what is the shit? What is your favorite shit? My mom's apple pie. Such a cliche answer. That shit's not vegan. Eat that shit. <laughs> I Milk. I fucks with. Eggs. Yeah, all day. Also, I ate uh, brisket in uh, Austin once. I forget what it was called, but we had to drive outside of the city yeah, for yeah. 20, 20, 30 minutes. And we went there, and I ate it, and I started to tear up. It was so uh, fucking amazing. Brisket. Yeah. brisket. 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 I don't eat red meat. Well, we're taking that out of here, too. Get out of here. You can yeah. eat brisket in Bye. this world. Red meat. Yeah, okay. Bye, red meat. Why don't you eat red meat? Uh, just health, yeah. Just health. Just not, it takes your body eight you hours to digest it. No, I don't eat. No. All I use chicken, turkey, fish. Uh-huh. What's that called? Chish. That is the realest Pete will get is when he like the, he listens that noise. It's not really. He's like. <laughs> it was like tuning in a radio. Laughter is ecstatic in this fucking scene. <laughs> You, so you eat chicken. I've never known someone that just, you're like a non-mammalarian. You I, don't eat mammals. Yeah. I mean, Things that chick- feed their young with their milk. That chicken, turkey, um, fish. That You're a non-mammalarian. Yeah. I think it, that gives for, it a way more glorified <laughs> title. It, sound, yeah. it sounds prestigious. sounds yeah. regal. 
I'm just going to walk in. Sorry, I'm a non-mammaltarian. <laughs> Do you have anything? <laughs> you know what's so disturbing about that is it makes you think like, oh, you are eating a mammal. Like, <laughs> the other guys yeah. are eating mammals. Some dude just, <laughs> his world, he's cutting into, I love mammals. <laughs> yeah. I remember what a mammal is. <laughs> ah, ah, my world. The crying Jordan face me. <laughs> I think we need to see a, a, a meme made of. Whip it up, Aristotle. Before the end of this episode, start finding something sad. No, that, oh, put no. Trump put tr- at the Trump rally in Chicago that failed. Put the crying Jordan face meme there on you him. Go. Also, we could put out a pledge to have crying Jordan cutting a steak and saying, I didn't know it was a mammal. Put out a pledge. People will make it. All you, you I made it weird with weird. Pete Holmes, listeners. Yep. The first person to do that gets tickets to Meltdown and a hug from Pete. How would we know the first person that did it? They would email it and we would see. How are they going to have our email? Quincy I didn't think, Jones I didn't think, yeah, Whoa, whoa. That <laughs> is a lot of power. That is a lot. Old Pete Holmes from Boston at Gmail. <laughs> the first, his first Gmail. It. Old Petey. I old couldn't get it. Somebody, somebody had uh, my name. Don't you hate that? Don't you hate it? Oh, my gosh. Old Pete Holmes from Boston. You're online dating. You think you have a witty name. It says this user's name's already taken. Like, get the fuck out of here. Who thought this same thought as me? This is my thought. This is my thought. Relinquish Somebody else had Rumble Foreskin? (laughs) (laughs) How do they know my dick grant wishes? (laughs) Why do I keep it? Rumble Foreskin. I didn't make that up. That That is like an old joke. Really? Yeah, yeah. Old fake porn name. Please, everyone should know. well. We were going to give Pete the pun crown, but yeah, but he's honest, so we give him a ribbon. I get a ribbon for honesty. You get a ribbon, but for I didn't honesty. win anything for puns. No, nope. I had a good pun earlier. You did, but was that don't real hate too? the Cleo? Yeah, that was real. I'll tell you if I rip somebody. Okay, off. all right. Well, Even if it's an unknown. See, you have something that we don't see often called integrity, Pete. <laughs> I like where you're headed. <laughs> <laughs> I like this area. I want to stay here long. So, QJ, where are you from? Seattle, Washington. Seattle? Yeah. I love the Northwest. I also met you there at Bumper Shoot. Shit. Yeah. Just so you guys know, Pete really meets a lot of people, but he does not make genuine connections. And that's (laughs) why I'm here. This is the intervention. We got three. We're filming this. I wouldn't be surprised if people were like, you know, like Memento. If someone was like, hey, Quincy, you're going to forget that I'm telling you this, but you have a mental disorder We've actually met many times. I was at your wedding. You're married. Like, you don't remember anything. I wouldn't be that shocked. I'd be like, oh, I thought I I was wrong about the grasp I had on reality. When'd your show come out? When's my HBO show come out? Yeah. Quincy, will you stop it? I'm excited, dude. First of all, I'm a huge fan. What do you eat? When'd your show come out? I mean, first of all, let's not act like like Pete doesn't like to talk about Pete. I love Pete. Pete loves some Pete. Pete. <laughs> Pete does love some Pete. And there's nothing wrong with that. Because Quincy loves, I love me some me. Aristotle, do you love you some you? Aristotle loves him some you. Well, we were talking about that. You, you're, you're good on the self-love I mean, angle. you got to be. In this world, you have to be. No one's going to give you the love. I'll also. Well, that's a good angle. Yeah. It's like you're giving yourself the love you want other people to give you. That's why I'm a hugger. I didn't get hugged enough as a kid, so I hug people. No hugs? I don't say no hugs, but, but not, not enough. Not as many as I would have liked. You know, hugs are good. You, who are you talking to? I, I, we've never hugged, so now. Well, know. I was seated when you came in. So, oh, now, now he remembers. I, now he remembers. Eddie seated. And, Which one is it, Pete? And I, Which one is it? I had an unrelated, uh, a non-personal erection. It was just like a, 
It was just like a, the body doing its thing. So I didn't want to stand up and it's rude to Un- point, you know. <laughs> <laughs> now with your crotch. So now with your crotch. Yeah. In some cultures, that's heavily favored. Tell me. <laughs> The egg yolk cultures love it. They'll pour it's heavily right preferred out. in egg yolk culture. Somebody's jerked off with egg yolk. That's <laughs> happened. That's happened. I mean, what, I what mean, if you're you like, think all the things we use, that's got to be, it can't yeah. be too far. But how do you get enough to get in the hand and then do it? Enough of the yolk? Yeah. You're going to have to have like a, a like a Julia Child style bowl with like I'm seeing like eight, <laughs> or, eight or 12. Like a gravy bowl. An eight or 12. You just submerge your hand yeah, yeah. for like 30 seconds. Uh, uh, go to work. This has 20 seconds before it dries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know how uh, we've all been there. Don't you hate it when that happens? Who, so uh, where? tell me about your family. I like to ask who was your favorite parent? Um, My mom. Your mom? Yeah. You were closer with your mom? Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Siblings? I have an older sister and a younger brother. Middle. Yeah. So yeah now you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I see. You're middle child too? Youngest. Youngest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you were loved a lot. Well, yeah, but then also just the right amount of not paid as much attention to as the first. Do you have older brothers and sisters or just all brothers? Just an older brother. And the, the first one I've been told from my friends who have kids now, a friend of mine just had a second child, and they're like, the first one is the one that you like sit by the bed and you watch it breathing, and you're yeah. like, look, he yawned. And the second one, you're like, ah, peaches ate a shoe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're just like aware that I'm okay. I'm not saying I was neglected, right. but I benefited from less attention than uh, my brother, because that can, that can be hurtful if it's like... Is seven Cheerios too many? Like, and I'm over here eating all the Cheerios. How did you, How much older is your brother? Than you? Twosies, two years. Oh, so that's not enough. There can't be. There's not like. That's not where he's picking on you because like, oh, mom's fate, mom's coddling you, Pete. Is your sister way older than you? She's ten and a half years older than me. That's too old. Thanks, Pete. <laughs> thank, thank. You heard that, mom? Run it back from the top. Go ahead, Cherie. Crawl back in there. Crawl back Figure it in. out. <laughs> Come on back. We got we to gotta take that it. egg yolk and we- <laughs> go ahead. Put it in your pad and just slide back in there. We Egg yolk needs a new PR department. Yeah, we're I finding mean, all sorts. You jerk it. You can reinsert your sister up there. True. I mean, but only your sister. Your brother. Brother's no. not going to like it. Jergens. 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 Lotion. <laughs> That's what you need to get your brother in there? Yeah. Oh, Egg yolk God. only for the soft, only for the. <laughs> so yeah, I got a, I got a younger brother and yep. an older sister, and uh, you're in Seattle. Yeah, born and born and pretty much raised in Seattle. Uh huh. Yeah. What was that like? It's a lot like Boston, man. Small city. Yeah. Fierce I Sparta. Actually... I like in I like in Boston Boston to Sparta, like a small city but fierce. Yeah. You guys fight for everything. Every yep. little of that two point two mile long city. Yeah. You fight for it. You guys love fucking Boston. Yeah. Even people from Dorchester, they love Boston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. It's very fierce. And Seattle, you know, it's funny that you say that because the first time I went to Seattle, it really reminded me of uh, Boston in mm-hmm. a strange way. The, the weather's, it's overcast yep. the day, yep. you know. Even we, if We're it's... nestled by a, by a body of water, you know. Yeah. 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 Well, you're like uh, your Market Street. Right? Yeah, Market Street, yeah. It reminds me of Quincy Market yeah. in Boston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fish throwing and all that. Mm-hmm. I think they, they're they not throwing fish, but they got them on ice, and there's a guy smoking, going like, you want halibut? Like, it's, it's very similar. Yeah. And you got coffee and all yeah, that. All that yeah, all that we, touristy we, shit. We yeah. love co- I love that touristy stuff. I, I go to Market Street every time I'm in Seattle. You should. Bike Place Market's great. You go to Gumwall? Gum, hmm? Gum, hmm? <laughs> gum, hmm? Gum, hmm? <laughs> he drops out the M in gum. Gum, <laughs> Gum what now? <laughs> Come on now. Gum. I, I've just become a cliche person. Gum what? <laughs> uh, gum wall. What is that? 
Just, it's a wall covered in chewed up gum? Yep. No. Yep. Really? You know, it's such a big deal. Like, it was in, like, I think uh, you've got mail or Sleepless in Seattle. I think it was in Sleepless in Seattle. Sleep Sap, yep. Yep. And then, uh, yeah. And then it, they, but they took a high pressure power this past summer and, like. Wait, it really is a wall covered in gum? Oh, there's no joke. There's Stop no the joke. bit, because I'll I'm just not, follow you and then it's not Google worth it. it. Google it. It's not worth it for Googs. the reveal. Googs. Fooling a fool isn't a, a I big have reveal. No, I have, you're not a fool, Pete. <laughs> this is all ruse. Pete fucking reads NPR news every minute. Every minute. You're not fooled. I'm not fooled, Pete. I'm not fooled. I wish it were enough to listen to NBR read or whatever. I wish it were. I you're wish too were. busy with the show that you still haven't told me when it's coming out. Who has time? I don't know when it's coming out. But it got bought and it's being filmed. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm just not sure when it premieres. I was saying the fall, but I think it'll be a little bit after the fall. I'm excited. I hope you like it. Because it it's based on you, right? Yes. And that dark part. <laughs> that dark part of Pete before before he became a superstar, okay? Before the Conan appearance, before the weight loss, and that and that really you are a fan. Oh yeah, I do my research in these files. I'm not walking in blind. I just start chatting about my life, not knowing about yours. I watch ten minutes of your stand up. That's all you need to know about me. I got a great subway joke. I got a did meltdown. What else do you need to know? It's about my whole existence. Thirty two years summed up beautifully. You thirty two? Yeah. Oh man, you looking young. Well, I don't eat red meat. <laughs> <laughs> You're a non mammalarian. Yeah, non mammalarian. Mm -hmm. Wait, what you got in the juice? What flavor in the juice? It's just green things. So kale, broccoli. It's, I believe chard is in there. There's some bitter stuff. It's, this is a hard one to get. It's going to flush you out real quick. Well, that's what it used to happen. You drink a green juice and you're like, excuse me, like yeah. as soon yeah. as you're done. Pardon me, Diane. I'll finish uh, you eating you out in a month. Uh, can I uh, be right back, Pete? I, got, I just had this fucking kale. Yeah. You uh, would blast off so much you get some air, but um, oh god, not anymore. Now I drink it and it's fine. Oh, okay. Stomach goes built up a good tolerance. This again, exactly. I don't think that's nice. I got that good tolerance. You know, when I got sick, I juiced a lot. Did you really? Yeah. I was curious about that. Yeah. I've often wondered. Uh, for those of the listeners who don't know, you you yeah. have cancer. Yeah, I have cancer. This is a thing. This is a real thing. This is happening. This is a credit. <laughs> <laughs> In case you guys are sensitive about cancer jokes, you should tune out now because we're going into that segment, and I promise you a lot of jokes that you you won't it's normally laugh at. Credit. It's a credit. It's a credit. It's a credit. Tig had the so market funny. cornered, and I had to go ahead and nestle in yeah. on some of that. I'm like, she Yo. headlined. Yeah, she headlined. And I was festival. like, what? But hers has a cure, so I'm yeah, going, I'm, I got the real shit. Yeah, I got the real. Well, shit. tell people you have the heavy. You have a heavy I, one. I got mesothelioma. That's the one that you hear the late night commercials for. Is it? Of if you or someone you know has been exposed to asbestos, they might have mesothelioma. Call these lawyers. Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you call them? Yeah, they, we don't know where I got it from, so I can't get the money. <laughs> There's money out there. We're gonna figure out how to get some. Bucks. So people kind of have a vague idea of how you get mesothel mesothelioma. 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 Oma. Boom. I taught you non-mammalarian. You taught me mesothelioma. I'll never say that outside of here again. I feel like I'll be laughed out of society. I'll, be, I'll wander outside the city walls of L.A. to Burbank. I'll just wander outside WV fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. I said non-mammalarian one time, and now I'm a leper. They don't love me anymore. Ted I should have by. never listened to Pete. Do you want to wash this windshield with a quiche? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Queege, get over here. <laughs> now he's a human. Queege, my name isn't Queege. <laughs> now he's dog from Game of Thrones. Your name's Queege. Your name's Queege, and you'll forever be named that. Uh, good accent work. Huh? I studied it like that. Yeah, that's Thank not you. bad at all. Huh? 
Um, so mesothelioma. Yeah. And uh, you don't, but they kind of have an idea of how people sometimes get it. It's by it's exposure to asbestos. Is that it? That's that's pretty much. So the only you way were. You can get. Oh, so you were definitely at some point exposed. <laughs> but we don't know where. So we're investigating addresses and whatnot. And Is that not. true? Yeah, investigating addresses, schools, everywhere I, I was pretty much growing up. It's crazy. Yeah, it's a pretty crazy cancer. It takes twenty to fifty years to usually show up. What do you, uh, the the cancer? Yeah. Oh, so you could have had the beginnings of it. Grow like beginning. <laughs> That's yeah. what beginnings do. Yeah. They begin the from... genesis of your cancer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The beginning of your ending was, yeah. <laughs> was when you were twelve. Well, you know, it's funny that you say that it's a credit. Yeah. Because I think I'm, what I'm struck with, I was so happy to see you, even though I didn't remember meeting you. Yeah. I was like, it's so strange how a diagnosis made you so precious to me. Everyone that I've ever had on the podcast is going to die. Yeah. And yet, when somebody is sick, suddenly I'm like, oh my god. Whoa! Which is how we should be. That's how but you should feel for me right now. I do feel that way. For you. I believe that you should because it's ah! the truth. <laughs> no, should. I do. I believe that. Yeah. But like this is that's that sort of awareness that that we lose. That's that we're in between the one fifty and the three dollar ATM charge. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? And like we need something to bump us up to it. And sometimes a diagnosis like this makes me go, "Oh my God! I can't wait to see Quincy. I can't wait to talk to Quincy. I can't wait to get this episode out." Because you're you're sick. Well, it's also it's also the way people handle like emotional tragedy. Yes, you know you could mope around, mope it. You know you could do the mope it show. Yeah, you could do that, but that's not going to get marketed. You know, that's not going to get sold. That's not a good credit. They can't buy that credit. What they can buy is someone who has a, who got dealt a bad hand of cards. Yeah, but is still going to continue playing the game. He's not going to fold. The comeback kid. There you go. And everybody loves underdog story. We love an underdog. You're the Bernie Sanders of mesothelioma. Uh, well, that's mm, again. You got to stop with these political references. <laughs> I know. You got to stop. Well, you know what would what help? He's like, you're the Lyndon B. Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, stop it! Fake. I can't. I you don't. You can't get this. I go on Facebook. It's only Trump, Hillary, Bernie, Hump, yeah. Hump Miller, yeah, Journey. Yeah. I don't. I don't give a shit. Where are the funny kitten videos? That you, you don't go to Facebook for the funny kitten videos. I go. I, go I only. I imagine you're so busy. You're only on Facebook when you're on the road. Well, you're kind. Let's keep it about you. <laughs> All right. We're not being emotionally honest in this podcast either, Aristotle. No, okay? No, no. You're being great. So how did you – you're looking – you're on the search for the beginning of, as you said, your ending. Yeah. And you're checking your schools because it's possible that it was there. Could be anywhere. In the 80s. You know, they still allow a, asbestos. Tell me. Like, they still use it. They just import it. What? So we're not allowed to manufacture asbestos? Right. But we can import it? Yep. Yet another reason why America doesn't give a fuck about its people. Right? It really doesn't. Like, the food that we allow to be passed through. Yep. You know? Like, it's... If we're, we're gonna, no, we're not well, going to get that heavy. We're not going to get that heavy. We can get that heavy. You we're know, not going to get that heavy. I will, I will say that uh, my favorite thing when people are like, well, uh, this is a... This is, I don't even want to open this can of worms. But when I was really into 9-11 conspiracies, people were like, how could the government, like, allow that to happen or orchestrate it, right? And then I was like, okay, but then right after they let all the people clean it up and more people died from ramifications of cleaning it up without proper, like, FEMA, like, yeah. let people volunteer and they're wearing little shitty masks, getting sick. <laughs> Those and, little and Asian dying. SARS masks. Yeah, were, exactly. They yeah. gave them a straight-up Tokyo Hello Kitty <laughs> SARS mask and they were like, go clean up. 
how many thousands of uh, smoke detectors and mercury and, and thermometers and all the shit, and ne- not not to mention all the building materials and people are inhaling this. And this is very sad. A lot of those people died. So I'm like, so you you everyone believes that mm. that's not a conspiracy that more than three thousand people died from uh, effects of cleaning up 9-11, but you, you won't consider... Let's forget that. That's boring. No, no. Let's go. I want to be real. Uh, if, if we're not going to be real in this podcast. We can be real. I, I want to be... Because I believe that it was inside job. Hit it! I believe. I believe it was inside <laughs> job. 100%. There's no way... There's no way anybody... The way they fucking... you seen Fahrenheit 9-11, right, Sato? Right? So when they fucking showed Bush and they told him the news and you just kept reading, that's of a man who's been prepped... And prepared to oh, you know. Think that's interesting. I've never heard a uh, 9-11 uh, truther, as I said, uh, say that Bush was new. I've always said they're like, look, they, he didn't know because he's a puppet. Dude, he knows every. They run everything by him. They have a morning meeting of everything that's going on in the world. They know. Okay, so he knew, and then you're into the, the whole thing. We need a smoking gun to Why go. else would they say jet fuel burns down fucking metal beams? Right. Why, what, remember how quick... How quick they hit the two towers, boom, but another one crashed in the Pentagon. Right. That got cleaned up awfully quick. It sure did. Really quick. And the Pentagon's like the most secure building. Like what right. there's I, too I, many there's too many. You like, know what I would like, QJ, is is the is the definitive like let's talk about it. Like scientific, everything on the table. Because you watch Architects for 9-11 Truth. That's my favorite thing if you want to look it up. And it's all the people just talking about the structural impossibilities of that day. Yeah. And that's all I want to talk about. Let's take, you know, motive and all that sort of stuff off the table. No, and- but you can't. You got you want that pure truth. You're a pure guy. You want the pure <laughs> essence of the truth. You're a philosopher. But let's let's but, use a gateway of like, hey, uh, this doesn't happen with uh, steel or whatever. I mean, but the people know that. People, you could do that science experiment at home. You could put a light over a piece of metal and be like, it's not going to melt But huge, huge. Keeping this into philosophy, right? Yeah. Uh, and not to take us away from 9-11, but I'm fascinated with the things that we know. Mm-hmm. One of them is we're all dying. Yeah. One of them is people see UFOs, like a thousand a year or, mm-hmm. or more are reported. We know all these things. There are cases, I was just talking to Aaron Rodgers, did the podcast before you, the quarterback, and we were talking about all the many thousands of cases of reincarnation where people study it and they're like, oh, this kid found his murderer or this kid, mm-hmm. like, this guy went to a Civil War battle and knew that he had been there and then they looked up and he was the guy and blah, blah, blah. We're faced with so much overwhelming, mm-hmm. let's call it overwhelming truth, OT, mm-hmm. that we delete it. It's too much. The brain goes, I can have this bit of OT. I, right. can, I can deal with aliens. I can deal with reincarnation. I can deal with 9-11 and the right. Pentagon. I can deal with uh, what, whatever it is. I can deal with polyamory. Like, whatever yeah. it is. And, 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 or I can have a milkshake, a cigarette, and shut the fuck up. I put it like this. <laughs> life, life is like life. If life came at us with one problem at a time, no one would ever be depressed. We could all handle it, right? Everyone can take one thing at a time. Okay, well, Pete, here you go. Here's a breakup. Well, okay, let me just take care of this breakup. Yeah. Okay, well, now the show got canceled. Okay, well, I'll just take care of that as well. Easy. Yep, That's yep. two things. Sure. Well, now you got family problems. Okay. If you if life came at you like that, but life doesn't do that, it shotgun blasts you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it sprays a bunch of problems at you. And that's where people get overwhelmed. That's where depression is because it's like, oh, my God. So you're telling you – know, what? Like when you rent, like you, when you have like that real life awakening where you just like close your eyes, like this is all so much. Yep. It becomes too much. Yep. That's when it's like, okay. Your brain's like, because the brain can't handle infinite. It can't handle, like, that's why we have time. Time's a social construct of man. Right, 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 right. Religion's a social construct of man because we can't, we can't grasp. The human brain can't naturally grasp infinite. We were just talking about that with with, uh, Aaron Rodgers. We're talking about football. One of the pleasures of football is that we put a clock on it. If there was no clock, 
you just play forever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. you would literally play until the players died. Yeah. And that's too much. So we make these little controllable things. And I, I'm with you. The, there's great pleasure in sports. And humans love to go like, there's the rules and everything. And here's the good guy and the bad guy. And we love that being in that place. It's meditative and it calms us down. Mm-hmm. But you're sa- I'm with you. Life is overwhelming. It's complex. And it's all at once. And that's where you get those Saturdays where you're looking down the barrel of a long Saturday and you're like, I got to go grocery shopping. I got to I gotta do the podcast with Quincy. This is literally one of the things <laughs> I have to do. I got to spend time with Val. I've been working a lot. Mm-hmm. I got dinner plans and then I, I'm working late tonight. And it's like, shit. And then on some of those days, you're like, well, I'll just do nothing. You shut down. And you shut down. And when you shut down, there goes conspiracy. There goes death. There goes truth. There goes all death. There goes truth. But it doesn't go anywhere. It's just waiting outside for you to open back up again. See, the thing about me is when when I handle, like, like I'm sick and I know that I will die one day. But now I could get sad. But then I think about it. I still don't know when I'm going to die. Right? So I'm at the same point I was before I had cancer. I don't know when I'm going to die. That's right. So it's like, okay, so death is going to happen. Okay, I need to do all these things. It's impossible for me to do all these things, so I do one thing at a time. I start small. All right, first things first, get up. Right. Get up, boom. All right, we, we stretched. We took the piss. Now what? Shower. Boom. <laughs> shower. Brush the teeth in the shower. Conserve time. Conserve water. Oh, boom. Oh. Now we're out. Get dressed. Now we're fly. We step out. Where are we going to go? What are we going to do? Well, what do I have the energy for? What do I have the energy for? Okay, well, I got the energy to go here. Boom. I go there. How you feeling now? Check, yes. check, check in time. All right. Well, I still got like 70% left in the battery in the body. Yeah. So I'm going to go do two more things. Can I do a mic? Yeah, I can. I can do a mic because I can go to this mic and I know they'll put me up early. Boom. Now I went and got my bike fixed. You know what I'm saying? I did. I had food. I got my bike fixed. I rode to drop some off at the post office and I hit a mic. And that... Is what a list does, and and if you had thought you were going to do all of those things, you would have done none of them, right? Because that's but that's the human brain; it's all or nothing. That's right, all or it's we're binary. emotionally, we're even we're, we're even the same way emotionally. It's all or nothing. Yeah. Some women are like marriage or leave. I'm like or happy or I'm sad. Yeah, yeah, which doesn't have to be extremes. Right. There is perfect room for middle. Well, it's planet. funny that you say that because I was, you know, as I always do, I was kind of fantasizing about what this podcast might be like. Mm-hmm. And what if you were feeling ill today? And I say. Uh, or what if you're not? And I say, how are you, Quincy? And you're like, well, I got cancer, right? And I'm like, but how are you right now? He really doesn't know me. <laughs> but that's interesting because what I'm, I feel like I'm talking to somebody who's aware of how are you right now. It's, it's one of my mantras is that I always say what in this moment is lacking. So you do have a problem, right. just like we all have a problem, right. just like I'm going to die at some point, right. just like uh, all the things. that. I, but what right now? Right now I'm sitting with you. And and that is often one of the things that a diagnosis will help someone come into touch with being it, in the moment. Is that what is that what you're feeling? Are you learning anything through this? I mean, I'm, I'm I guess these are all sort of things I knew before. Like my comedy is very in the moment, so it's like yep. whatever happens in the room, I address it. Yeah. So like I guess I love that. I love that answer. You're like I didn't need this to figure this out. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I was like I crack jokes about it. It's like yo, the good. The good news that I have coming, like, you know what I'm saying? The good things that have happened since the cancer is like, oh, snap. There's more good than bad that has come from this cancer. Mm-hmm. Way more good than bad. So it's like, you want to focus on the bad? No, you can't play basketball like you used to. Cute. Mom, boo. But I, I might get on Conan. Well, you tell what? <laughs> you got a cure or Conan? I'll take Conan eight out of ten times. Eight out of ten times I'll take fucking Conan. And it's great. It's great because it's all about perspective. And perspective, balance, 
and consistency are three of the hardest things to attain and maintain. Say those again. Consistency, yeah. perspective, and balance. And what, is, what do those mean to you? Break them down. Okay. Well, consistency is something that most people struggle with. You know, we don't even eat at the same time every day. Yeah. Right. But we eat. Right. Just general. Yeah. General consistency. That's what most people do. But consistency is when you're like every day you wake up at six, you're showered by six twenty. You're on. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that. Yeah. That consistency is what people don't have. And that's and why that, we're mostly you, bad at time management. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's like, OK, so being consistent, it's hard to do. Right. But it's something that can be done. Right. So consistency means more time management. So we focus on that. Boom. Perspective. Is where it's like, it's not just all about you. You have to be open to where other people are coming from. So what I call, like we were talking about philosophy, is often reflective, right? So the guy pulls into the parking space at fucking Sears, right? He cuts you, he pulls in, he sees you fucking with the blinker. He drives around a car that's waiting, pulls into the parking spot, gets out and walks. You're like, what? You pull off, you look away, you're like, I mean, why was he doing Yeah, yeah. Right? Right. It's perspective. Because now you're stepping outside of your perspective. This guy fucked me over to like, what the fuck Why? happened with that guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why the fuck does he need to hurry up and get in that Sears that right, bad? Right, right. It's Sears. Right. It's Sears. Right. The same sales. What do you need to rush in there for? Right, right, right. So that's perspective. Right. You know, and balance is what we all struggle with. Nobody has balance all the time. We want it. We want it, right? Like you want to be famous, but not too famous. Right? <laughs> right? You want you like people. We all love to be adored, right? We all like that. You want a lot of followers, but not a lot of followers that they could bring you down if you tweet something bad. Right? <laughs> right? We want that. Those are, these are all actually, you know, you want enough viewers in your show where it fucking hey, gets on for like six seasons, right? You want that consistency. Right. Right? But we look at threes if it's a failure. Like, okay, well, we all want seven. What's that? Seven seasons is automatic syndication or something like that? In the network world, I think, yeah. Yeah. And so we all want that. But then it's like, oh, do we want to have like seven seasons where we lose Charlie Sheen in the middle of the fourth season? Do we want that? You want? Then you want to fucking regroup? You want to be two and a half men? That would you want to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so it's like all about balance. So we just try to have balance. For me, my balance is, all right, how do I feel? I feel good. I feel bad. I tell people honestly, you know what? I'm not 100% today. I give you all I got, but it won't be 100%. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what it'll be. Mm-hmm. And that's balance, perspective, mm-hmm. and consistency. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Do you feel, though... When I think about death, mm-hmm. I catch myself uh, clinging. Mm-hmm. I notice that I'm clinging, and we're all clinging. You're talking to a man who records most of the conversations he has. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I am craving for permanence in mm-hmm. some ways. And then in the rest of the work of my life, almost <laughs> everything else I'm doing is trying to detach and realize that sort of zen feeling of like – I said this yesterday too, but this is what happens when you do podcasts two days in a row. I have the same thoughts in my brain kicking around. The, whole, the thing that I heard Seinfeld Jerry say about uh, we're all just uh, drops of rain on the windshield and not in a, in a fuck everything way, but in just like a kind of a, it's beautiful, temporary, a zoomed out perspective. Mm-hmm. It's not all about you sort of thing. And, and, and the illusion that we're all under is like if I got the car, I really think when people buy a new car, somewhere in your brain you're going, I will now live forever. <laughs> like I really think we're that stupid. Or you'll, if you get you'll the be hot, that cool. You'll be cool. Yeah, you'll be cool. You'll be cool for that. For that minute, and you show but up in a new car. You're cool. If you're being more present, and you're and you have to be a little bit more aware of the impermanence of of existence. Is that? Are you looking around at all? Going like everybody's just kind of buying into a narrative that isn't real. Yeah, that's what society is. We're all agreeing. We're <laughs> you all, knew this. 
This is a shame. You, I can totally tell you knew all this stuff before we're all you got agree- sick. What we're a waste. All, we're all agree- <laughs> We're all in agreement that a lot of this shit is like, come on, dude. Labels, we could all get Massimo from Target. Like, come on, we don't need the brands that we have. You don't need a fucking Honda. You can get a Honda. It does the same thing a Honda does. But it's all about stature. Yeah. But are you, I feel like security and happiness go hand in hand. If you're happy, you're secure. If you're secure, you'll be happy. Those two are intertwined. You know what I'm saying? Like, for example, out of your crew of comedians, right? We could well, Now, as comedians, it's weird because we contrast our peer success against our own. And we feel like that's sort of reflective of like, okay, what? Where am I at? You know, I started with these guys. They got this, this, this. But if you're secure with what you got, mm-hmm. then you'll be happy. Just you're, You'll be happy for your own shit just like you'll be happy for their shit. Right. But security, that's interesting. You don't just mean having your basic needs met as much as you mean an inner peace. Yeah. And I mean, that's what a lot of world, like, that's where people tune out. You think they tune out the 9-11 truths? They tune out at the fact like, yo, this peace shit? I don't know how to be, even begin to kind of but- grasp that. It seems to me like in the uh, in the crew example, um, saying yes to where you're at, loving that's a way of loving yourself and being like, this is the path that I'm on. Yeah, my friend might have gotten the thing before I got the thing, and that can cause a lot of suffering. But it's a little bit Buddhist to be like, no, this is my path. I'm saying yes to this. This is my journey, and I'm okay with that. Well, it's just where that's I'm okay. at. Yeah. Where I'm at, like I put it like. Uh, comedians and, and Michael like let's see what you Kamel Jonah right mm-hmm. you guys call it like well Kamel had this Conan said and then he got this commercial movie blah blah blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You, and Jonah could be like well he got his fucking Bing commercials and da 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 you know and he got his show and mm-hmm. you could be like well I fucking got my show right I was the last person to get my show right da 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 mm-hmm. right and we all are doing these things to have uh, we're all doing this to have a statement in the comedy history book. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what we're all doing it for. Mm-hmm. And you might see someone's chapters longer than others, but sometimes the shorter chapters are more impactful. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be you have to be okay with that because what you got is a great empire too. I may not be the Roman Empire, I may not be the Byzantine Empire, but it's a great empire. I can't believe you knew two empires. I don't like to brag, <laughs> but philosophy is motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> But it, and, and that's what it is. Yeah. Is it like there are people, like I say, I have problems. I have cancer. It's a big problem. Big part of my day-to-day existence. But there are people who would love my problems. Mm. There are people who would love your problems. Right? Mm-hmm. They, they, they look like, man, fucking Pete's complaining. His show got canceled. I'd love to fucking have a podcast with as many listeners as he does. Right. I love, And you could compare your podcast to Mark, to Mark Maron's. Right. Like, well, I ain't have the president of my podcast. Right. Woo, 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 right. Right. But what if fucking Malia, you know, Malia Obama was like, I'm a huge fan, Pete. Mm-hmm. I'd love to do your podcast, mm-hmm. which would be way cooler. Because mm-hmm. you're talking to the kid of the most powerful president <laughs> in the world. You see what I'm saying? It's all about perspective. Yeah. You can't just always look outward. Sometimes you have to look inward, breathe, and be like, that's cool. Probably be cool to have that. But I got some good shit going over here too, and now you're gonna have a good. Now you got the fucking kingmaker back in your shit. Right. And now, now it sounds like your shit's gonna be dope. How do you? How do you weave? I'm gonna try really hard not to impose my philosophy on you. That's honest, <laughs> because I'm all, I always catch myself doing that. But how are you? Or are you weaving a diagnosis like this into this perspective where you go like, "This is my life. This is my path. This is what I'm learning from these experiences. This guy got this. He's got health." And I got uh blah, 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 blah. Are you? I see people smoking. Yeah. And I'm like, they don't got cancer. Yeah, yeah. They don't, they don't got cancer. Yeah. I'm 32, got cancer, got a rare form of cancer, like real cancer. And it's like, damn, that's fucked up. 
But they have to think. About to be on Conan. So <laughs> he's not going to get that. I'll, I'll leave him with the SIGs. Yeah. I'll leave him with the SIGs. And, but you have to find your piece. It's interesting, though. You're seeing what the, the opportunities that uh, cancer is giving you. The, that, that bright side of that's, it. That's all. That's all. Yeah. That's what the silver lining shit that they pitched to us is. Find the silver lining. Find the opportunities. Yeah. Out of everything. When your show got canceled, you were probably sad. You're like, I thought it was fucking great. Yeah, you guys didn't give me the ideal time to knock it out the park, okay? But it was great. I had great guests, great segments, great breakdowns. Everything was fucking great. I like you fucking, podcast. you fucking, <laughs> okay. All right, TBS, you want to fucking? And you probably were like, fuck, you probably felt bad. And now, you got shit on HBO, which gets way more viewers. Because everyone fucking free bases off for, for Game of Thrones. Everybody's free base, so they're going to watch your shit. Everyone's still watching girls. Not everybody has HBO. Everyone still watches girls, yeah. right? So you got to find the silver line. The silver lining is the opportunity. Yeah. Now, I could, I for me, my perspective of this is like, I'm not happy. It's not great. But I'm not going to sit up here boo-hoo about it. There's still good shit going on. I still got shit to do. I can still perform. I love performing. Do what you love. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about. Have you known people that died? Yeah. Yeah. Who did you know? I, I, I grew up in a very tough neighborhood, tough city. So I knew a lot of people that died. So that's been a thing? Death has been, yeah. death. I mean, now it's not it's obviously a different type of death, you know. But cancer. You're talking about violent death. Yeah. But cancer, my mom has cancer. Well, she had cancer. It's in remission. She had Hodgkin's lymphoma. My grandma passed the cancer. Two, three of my aunts had cancer. And they all made it too? They all made it through. You're, so your family is just like fucking cancer up? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fucking we are knocking it out. We yeah. are 5 and 0. Yeah. <laughs> We're 5 It's a great record. It's a great record. You yeah. know, so it's like, you know, I'm like, you have to think about like cancer is so real. It's so common nowadays that even the media is addressing it. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's like we see it in Deadpool. We saw it in Creed. We see it everywhere. Oh, like, yeah. like. Fucking cancer is fucking coming everywhere. And it's so common that even the media has to address it and be like, well, we got, why don't we give it a fucking emotional twist? Yeah. Cancer. Everyone relates to cancer. Unfortunately, that's true. And unfortunately. Why? There's like seven comedians right now yeah. with cancer. It's crazy. Yeah. I remember, I just saw Dan Telfer has it again. That's a Kickstarter you can look up worth worth uh, donating to. But he beat it before. Did you just plug someone else's Kickstarter before? So be sure to uh, help yeah. out Dan Telfer. So, oh, you know I, what? I we're we're going to edit this shit out right now. Stop the podcast. So uh, Google Dan Telfer. <laughs> if you've gotten anything from the Quincy Jones podcast, it's a Dan Telfer. This is the uh, Dan Telfer podcast featuring Quincy Jones. <laughs> That's what it is. I'm the slash. I'm the slash Quincy Jones. It wasn't even on. Yeah, that's the word, but that's what the plug is. But I can, I can think, unfortunately, I can think of like three or four, and I know there are more. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? What is going on right now? Cancer is a motherfucker, but it's also about how you uh, deal with those curveballs. Right. I mean, now this is going to sound corny. I want football you to sound corny. But it's like, this is where it's like, you got you to gotta really fucking rise to the occasion, man. Like, what the doctors say. Now, we trust doctors, right? Whenever we're sick, we Google something on, you know, WebMD, and it always basically says this could be cancer, yeah. right? You'd be like, oh, I got a nut. The itches, it's cancer. It's yeah. usually a strain of cancer. Uh, you like, whoa. Itchy nuts lymphoma. Itchy, itchy, itchy nut lymphoma <laughs> cancer, really, really rare. Really rare. Really rare. The symptoms are common. Right? <laughs> but you, You'd be shocked. Oh, man, you're fucked. Yeah. I want you to know <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. Itchy but, nuts lymphoma. But it's like, then you're like, okay, you go to a doctor, and the doctor tells you what is this. 
in your brain, you have a split second to decide whether you're going to let this take root and gather steam and have power, yeah. or you're going to reject it and choose to do whatever it takes. Well, you're going to keep it in the dark, or you're going to open the windows. You right? know, that's it. And yeah. so it's like for me, it's like okay, they said the prognosis was like, eh, most people live a year, yeah, or less. And I was like, nah, no, nah, I didn't. I did you say no more? What we got to do? You want to hear? You want to hear? The, you want to hear the conversation? I was going to say, do you have the do audio? You want to hear? Because Flanny right told me that you have the audio. I have it. This is when they told you you have it. This is this is how they told me I had it. I'm gonna play it for you. I think Stats can put it through an auxiliary if, if you'd like. Okay. That way we don't have All to right, use a, we'll play. a speaker. So give me the backstory. Cancer talk. You, you saved it as cancer talk. Save it right here. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think oh, that's there you only, go. I think that's the only way to save it. Is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can't do set number. <laughs> <laughs> set number four hundred and four. Yeah. Oh, is it not in there? Here, start over. Also, so here, pause it for a second. Where are you? When is this in the timeline? You don't know you have cancer. No, here's the thing. July 3rd, I was in Jersey, Morristown Hospital, and they mm-hmm. told me it was cancer. I did a biopsy June 15th. July 3rd, we got the results from the biopsy in at L.A. County. And like, it's cancer. And I was That's like, a long biopsy, isn't it? I felt like that. I, well, I went on the road. I went on the road. Oh, okay. So it was, I, I think it took a while, yeah. Yeah, a couple ju- weeks. It's, yeah, a couple like weeks. three weeks almost. Yeah. So I find out on July 3rd, there's cancer, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, what do I do to like, go home? So I go home to L.A. You're like, you got to realize the healthcare system is fucked up. I have to go to a doctor, have him say I got cancer again to go see another doctor, an oncologist, to get the treatment. And they said it was going to be six weeks. So I go. I said, that's not going to work. I stay in the hospital. I go to the hospital say, look, I go to ER. I'm like, look, I got cancer. I have ascites, okay? Uh, and I haven't had treatment. You went to the ER? I went to the ER. Whoa. I was. Just, I told him. I was like, "Look, I have cancer." See, I just. Yeah, I just assumed cancer was like the VIP of illnesses. Like you, you would think so. Because I. But they said it was six weeks to see an oncologist. This is the county, don't mind you. This isn't yeah. like some great Catholic one or something like that. <laughs> That's a great. Yeah. We want to talk religion. No, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get that. Uh, um, so, so there was like, okay. So then they they admitted me. I was in the hospital for forty five days. You and went in the ER and then you're in there for forty five days. Forty five days. Oh boy. And so. Everyone, like a whole L.A. comedy community came visited. Nate Craig came visited. Andy Haynes, Rory Scovel, Ryan Connor. Everybody came it's a good to fucking group. visit. Yeah, yeah, I have great friends. Yeah. I have great friends. They really stepped into the fucking plate. Yeah. And so they came. So they told me, here's the thing. I was eligible for a surgery. And it was like a, it's like a 12-hour surgery. It's like where they opened me up. They debulk all the cancer tumors they can find. They put heated chemotherapy in it. They jostle it around. They stitch me back up. Right? But I, I, they could only do that if the cancer hadn't spread. Now, my theory is they waited so long that the cancer spread, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're in the hospital for 45 days, you, and there's not, nothing really being done. Do the surgery, right? What else do you need to know? But it's also a training hospital, okay? Mm. So on this day, I went in there July something, and I, this is August 6th, last year. This is what the doctor says. I was on, under dilated. I'm taking three milligrams every two hours, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm drugged up most of the fucking time. This is what he says. He wakes me up, slaps my foot away. I'm like, I thought you guys were going to come back. It's like 630, right? Mm-hmm. So here's what he says. Okay, so. Uh, I think you guys are coming because it was so late in the day. Um, so it was just in my abdomen? 
So the abdomen is in the in the lung is or the area around the lung, that whole lining of the lung. The whole lining of the lung. Yeah, it's kind of it's in that whole area. Um, so the treatment that we would offer would be chemotherapy, uh-huh. which is you know drugs through the IV. Mm-hmm. Is it just is it just in those two spots? Like like or that's that's what we can see on the scan. Now sometimes the scans don't see everything. Right. The way this tumor is, is it sort of goes throughout these linings. So it doesn't show up as a big ball or a big tumor necessarily. Okay, so of, how much time do I have? So in the studies that they've done in the um, with the long version of this, which were, is very similar, with the best chemotherapy, mm-hmm. the average survival was about a year. Okay. That was average. Now, obviously, some people do better. Some people do worse. Um, some people respond really well to chemotherapy. Some don't. Um, and the only way to find that out is to start giving it to you and see what happens to your tumors. So how soon can we start chemotherapy? We can start as soon as tomorrow. Just do it. So. Yikes. So that's why I was like, okay, I'll do it. I'll do whatever it takes to survive, mm-hmm. you know? And that's where you have to have that snap judgment. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, like, call it survival instinct or whatever the case may be. But it's like, someone says, someone wakes you up and says, Pete. Wakes you, know, you up, too. Yeah. You, you wake, <laughs> let's let's talk about being rude. Okay? How, about some, <laughs> how about some bedside courtesy? Huh? How about a little gentle nudge? Don't slap my foot awake. Slap me away like you were saying late for school. Yeah. No. Giant slaps me awake. Hey. Cancer spread, all right? It's all in your left line of your lung. It's in your stomach. And the uh, only thing, you could live a year. Some people, he didn't give a straightforward answer at all. How much longer? Well. It's like talking to a lawyer, though. Yeah. They yeah. talk in circles because they don't want to get sued. And right. I get it. So I was like, but, and I was like, how much time do I have? Well, some people live longer. Some people live lesser. Right. But the average survival time is a year. I was like, all right, so what do I got to do? Chemo? Mm. Cool. Let's do it. Mm. Boom. Mm-hmm. That was it. <laughs> didn't know what chemo was. Wasn't prepared for it. Didn't know anything else. Didn't research any alternative methods. No Eastern medicine or anything. Let's do what we got to do right. to fucking get through this. And my mindset was so like locked in. Like, Well, it's crazy. I mean, that's the real audio. And you sound... It almost sounds like a scene from a movie, but that was real. Yeah. You sound like a motivational, inspiring character that you're like, <laughs> got it. Let's go. Let's do you it. Start, you start How doing soon the do we start? Yeah. Schmitzy, no. Rip it to no. I can fight this. I'm going all the way in. You Scalpel. A, yeah, mirror in your mouth. <laughs> Fuck off. Like Don't a, wake me up next time. Yeah. <laughs> go get me some eggs. The anesthesia's making me. <laughs> give me a non mammal breakfast. I need yolks. More yolks. <laughs> do you have more yolks? <laughs> but that's what it was. That's that's where it was like, yo, I'm going to fucking yeah. fight this. Yes. And so that was the. Uh, well, you hear that spirit in that audio. That's amazing. Well, we try. <laughs> we, I mean, real talk, we, we try. It's just like, I don't know. But like, chemo was the worst. I was so worried that that audio was going to be like, and Me then do you see? No, no, no. I oh, thought it was going to be like you getting tricked or or manipulated somehow. Like I was nervous. Mm-mm. I didn't think you were playing me something that we could put the Rocky theme under. <laughs> I didn't know I was going to be inspired. I, I thought you were like, listen to this shit. Dude, this shit's inspiring. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm inspiring. You're an you inspiring know? man. I, I, hey. I'm, just, I'm just doing what I feel like anybody else would do in my situation. Sure. I feel like most people, like I go, I see people out there who are fighting, you know, and cancer's a big battle, but there's also bigger battles. And I see people fighting. I'm like, you, my friend, are a champion because you are fighting. Yeah. You are fighting against insurmountable odds. 
mm-hmm. and you're finding your peace with the fight. Mm-hmm. And that's all we're doing. You fight fucking every day. Everyone has a fight. But it's got to be nice to, to see a, an example of your own character and grit. You know what I mean? We, we all would like to think in that situation that we would be like, all right. Let's do this. You know I what mean, I mean? Like, you should have had tear-away pants. <laughs> That's what the gown was. It was, it was in a guy. I tore it away. That's why they give people gowns. You know, you they want tear- you to Quincy it. <laughs> Be like, you're the first one that was like, all right, a tattoo you didn't know you had. I mean, I just thought I felt so insulted. I felt insulted that doctor would wake me up the way he did, tell me the news the way he did, and tell me at survival time as if I'm just supposed to be okay with it. Right. I'm supposed to accept this fodder that you're giving me with no questions asked. Yeah. I was like, I will prove you and the whole medical community wrong. Yep. It was more stubbornness, honestly. Like, there's their underdog thing. Yeah, it was like, you can't say that to me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's some things like, if someone walked in and was like, Pete, you're you're this. Like, I could be called a lot of things. Quincy, you're this. Pete, you're that. We'd be like, all right, well, you know, that's your entitled to your opinion. But if someone called either one of us like, but you're not funny. You're like, all right, wait just a motherfucking second. <laughs> you take those words back, you foul mouth salamander. You, I will rip out your tongue. You serpent. You serpent. You can't call me not funny. Yeah, not funny. Yeah. Not, not even a little bit. Yeah, I ain't make you chuckle at all. That's what I thought. Have some honesty with yourself. Get some egg yolks. Take a couple <laughs> egg yolks. Listen to this fucking Quincy motivational talk. It's a type of truth serum in egg yolk. There's so many. <laughs> it's a truth yeah, serum. Yeah, it's a truth serum. It's yeah, also yeah. a Chinese torture technique. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure it is. Just drip. <laughs> just, 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 yeah. drip. They have five. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like water torture but with a, a more viscous. Uh, and you just substance. see you're just like, oh, drop already. Uh, but it's lingering. Like that honey slow drip. Yeah. And you're pouring out like, oh. And here's Ted again. Rubbing, and rubbing the honey. <laughs> so what you were saying uh let's go ahead and you were saying chemo is a motherfucker is that chemo's, chemo's do i understand that chemo is a motherfucker that's my question you do mm-hmm. you do what it, yeah i'm like you i don't even really is it like uh you're in a tube and you hear like a or is it like a drip drip it is, is in the leather chair it is um it is really tough it is I've gone in there, like, I think maybe 12, 13 times now. I do it every three weeks. Mm-hmm. I, have it, I have it on Tuesday, mm. you know. So, uh, But I wanted to be alert for this podcast with you, so it was normally on Friday, but I pushed it back for you. Oh, my God. Just like you did back-to-back podcasts for me. Yeah. I pushed my chemo back for you. <laughs> so uh, I'm honored. That, yeah, I've never you sh- been. You should be. Yeah. You should be. This is life shit, and I'm pushing it back because I'm just anxious to be in this. Your, your podcast is so dope. I remember listening to this all the way down here from Seattle. Drove down here. No way. 2012, January. I was listening to nothing but your podcast. Wow. Well, and the and the Black Keys album, El Camino. Yeah, sure. And let's Drake. be let's be serious. I yeah. mean, you're gonna have. To yeah, I listen. I listen to podcasts. So listen to Keys in there. I remember Rory Scovel, Bill Bird. I listen to all oh, my favorite. Thanks, Daniel Slauson. I love your stuff, man. I'm honored. I'm, I'm a honored. fan. And Thank he didn't remember me at all. So now, well, what a heartbreak. Yeah, you know, what? <laughs> Icarus flew a little too close to the sun, and now we have to bring him back down. Just a little humbleness for old Petey, guys. Well, you know how it is. <laughs> <laughs> he takes it to the <laughs> No, but uh, but chemo chemo's tough, man. Chemo, is it? It's like a thing you're it's getting. IV. It, it's I an get IV. IV. Yeah. Uh, so that means every time I go to that, well, I have to get blood work done to make sure I'm healthy enough to do chemo, mm-hmm. which is really weird if you think about it because they're putting poison in your body. They have to make sure you're healthy enough to put the poison in your body. Yeah, I know. So I get the blood work done. It has to be 72 hours before. So, for, for example, chemo's on Tuesday. I got to get it done tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. So it'll be ready. So to get all my blood samples, right? 
Then I go in there, I sign up, they weigh me, do my blood pressure. Hey, you gained weight, you lost weight, cool. Do the blood pressure, boom, go sit back out there. Then they call you, Q, go back, sit me in a chair. Do you have a sassy nurse that knows you and calls you Q? Oh, I know everyone there. I make friends with everybody. Yeah. Because I want to, much like you, I want to leave a lasting impression on earth. There you go. Yeah. And women and men in comfortable shoes, uh, you know, seem to be friendly. Yeah, for the most and part. They're in the service industry. They get it. They get it. They get it, you know. They're in them. touch. Because we hide death. That is something I wanted to talk. We we hide sickness. We hide death. We hide our old people. We hide our sick people. You have we, to. We hide birth, too. You have to, though. I mean, I, I understand why we do it. What do you mean? We, but same reason you understand, like, we have to do it because it, some things are so heavy. Like, here's the thing. Your your dad is probably what, 70, 60? Your dad is what, white? Yeah, yeah, he's white? <laughs> he's a right? white man. Right? Okay. Yeah. My dad is, uh, I think he's 72 or something. 72, yeah, right? Something like that. So imagine when he was growing up. He probably grew up around at least one. He probably went through two major wars. Maybe World War II and or obviously Vietnam, right? Yeah, yeah well, mm-hmm. He, so didn't, those, he wasn't in combat, but yep. But he, he, was, he knew it, right? Yeah, he was there, yeah. Okay, so it's like, the thing is like, that, the, there were so much heavier times back then. And now our life is, pretty light does that mm-hmm. make sense we have the internet we're so far removed from it nothing jars us anymore like yeah. we've been around like we nothing we're desensitized and so that's what it is like we try and like remain desensitized because it's like if someone really says like hey how you doing man and they're really like i want to die today i want to mm-hmm. cry in fetal position mm-hmm. i want to draw this the, the blind shut and i want to weep mm-hmm. i want to weep mm-hmm. like i haven't cried in years and someone said that to you you'd be like shit Man, all I could do is give you a hug. You're right. And an emoji over right. a text. <laughs> right. That's all I can. But that's what it is. It's too heavy. So that's why we hide death. We hide all these things because it's too heavy for the average person. Not the 9 11 truthers, though. <laughs> They're awake. They're alert. You're listening. You know, we hear you. We hear your well, cries. You know, in the egg yolk cultures, there are other cultures <laughs> where. You know, uh, and I'm, I'm getting this from Rob Nuss, but he talks about death being a big part of Indian culture. Like, yeah. you know, people, there's a fewer hospitals, so when people die, they're surrounded by their family. They, you, so a young person would see their grandparent die, for example. Then when that person dies, they're not covered in a sheet, they're not put in a body bag, they're put on a board, and they uh, walk them down the street to put them in the river. Mm-hmm. So, like, we see death, and then you kind of get a, a better sense of the seasons of life and death, and mm-hmm. it's not such a pariah. Uh, th- I'm not saying uh, I would prefer that, but it, there other there are other interpretations of how would you whether or not, were, how would you do it if, if things were ideal how would you deal with death how would it be presented to you I don't like the business of death necessarily you the know business like the funeral homes the caskets all that stuff or? all of the homogenizing I okay. think I think you know you go out into the woods and uh, and the leaves are changing and they don't put like a curtain around the ones that are like crinkly and old you know what I mean they're like oh just look at the green ones yeah. over there and I'm I ripped that analogy out from Ramdas all of this is Ramdas. So I think there is something to be said about a culture that is in touch with the ebbs and flows of reality. That could just be in nature, you know, if we had more nature around us, more seasons. We're in LA. We're mm. we're we're in a we're in like some sort of in-between place. This right. isn't a real place. Right. But I don't really know the answer. I don't know what I would want to see. I would like us to see us uh in touch and being more honest about uh death as opposed to we put our old people in here and then they disappear. I think it would be better to be with our loved ones when they're dying. And, and, you know, I never grew up with that. I think people nowadays in society are just scared to say the phrase, I don't know. Hmm. Because it's almost frowned upon to say, like, with Google and all the stuff you don't know, 
You're right, man. I don't know. I don't know what happens when I die. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how the ending's going to look for me when cancer rears its ugly head. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. And I can't afford to be hung up on it. So I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing, focus on what I got to focus on, focus on this good shit, you know, mm-hmm. and keep it pushing. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's all we can do. But people are so afraid to say, I don't know. You'll, you'll ask somebody, I'm sure you've seen this. You'll be talking to some of the writers in your showroom, right? And you'll be like, you know what I mean? And someone who's eager to please will be like, yeah, I know what you mean. And they say a little too enthusiastic. You're like, do you really know what I mean? Right. And they're like, no, I don't. And you're like, so why the, okay. Okay. We don't like not knowing. We don't like not and knowing. And we like answers. We want answers. We want we want ribbons. We want bows. We want it all tie, tied up. Because that's what society, movies, and right, everything right, right. is. But life isn't like that. You're, you know? you're in the mess. You're in You're yeah. in it. Yeah. You're in it. Like, yeah. don't look elsewhere. You're in it. Yeah. So it's like, now you just have to make sense of what you can do. And so, like, when it comes to, like, I haven't thought about dying. In, I mean, I think about it, you know, but I haven't dwelled on it. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, some days I'm like, some days I'll step outside. It's a beautiful day in L.A. today. Sunshine on my face, cool breeze. I'm like, man, this is great. Hmm. I did a podcast that I that I manifested years ago, so I was going to be on. Hmm. And I'm like, this is great. And then I think to myself, someday this will all end. Someday this whirlwind that I'm on will end. And then I'm like, but it's not ending now. Remember, you, did you ever see the movie Gladiator? Yeah. Remember at the end where he's putting Not Maximus's? Today. Not today. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Not today. I will see you again, my friend, but not today. And that's what that's what this is. That's what this is. I will see you again. I'm so glad. Me and Pete just high five so enthusiastic because yep. of all of our references and analogies they've that just, we've been drawn. They've all that was summed up in Gladiator. Yep, they're all in bed fucking right now. <laughs> all there's yeah. columns. There's there's a whole mess of uh, Sega controllers. Yeah, there's uh, <laughs> NES one in there. He's boxy. He's, he's rough. Boxy. I want in. I want in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you knew. I, I know exactly what you mean. So you are playing it moment to moment. That's and all we, you can and, do. And, and, That's all I'm any of us are doing. But I was going to say, before your diagnosis, you had to have occasionally thought about death and had the same philosophy. It I didn't like think about it. I didn't think about. Didn't? I didn't think about marriage. I didn't think about kids. I didn't think about anything. Really? Because my philosophy before cancer, and oddly, it's still the same. Was if it's my time to go, it's my time to go. That was my philosophy. Mm-hmm. Like it was that way with seatbelts in the cars. I was like, "What if we get an accident? It's my time to go. It's my time to go, bro." What can I do? You're a no seatbelt guy. I was. <laughs> now, to, now I feel like every click it adds another day to my life. That's what I was like. So, uh, no, but it's like it's just like it, now, just like I'm just in the moment, man. You know, and like but it, it, it sucks for some relationships of it. What do you mean? Because like I'll be like, I don't feel like doing it. They'll be like, what? Why don't you feel like doing it? I'm like, I just don't. I don't feel like I don't want to go there and I want to do that with your people. And they'll be very, they'll be like, you're so selfish. I'm like, well. Oh, you mean literally doing a thing like brunch? Yeah. You know, like, say brunch. I, like, I don't want to go to brunch with your sex. friends. Yeah. I don't, don't want to go to brunch with your no, I always want to have sex. Yeah. I was, <laughs> okay. Every year, Aristotle's creepy. He's like, <laughs> Even Aristotle's like, he still got it. <laughs> Some things never change. Am I right? But yeah, I mean, no, but it's like some things I don't want to do. Right. I'm just not in the mood for it. I don't have the energy for it. I tell people that, and they'll be like, but come on. I'm like, what part of this don't, like, you yeah. guys are not hearing no. But that's always been the case. You've always been that kind of person? Well, I used to cave a little bit. I used to cave more than I But do you now. cave less now. 
I gave less now. I've always wondered if there's a Curb Your Enthusiasm type-ness to it. Uh, you know, n- not just cancer, but like kids, uh, whatever it might be. Well, I realized like, I oh, wanted I can't, that. I can't go because I got to go over here. You want you want kids? Is that what you're saying? Death always makes you reflect. Yes. You realize that? And as you reflect, that's where wisdom is gained. That's where honesty is attained, right? And that's when you really start trying to figure out what it is you want. Mm-hmm. So when I was in my 20s, late 20s, pfft, no way. It's player of the year, bachelor of the year, four years in a row, right? <laughs> I was the man. I was thinking about long-term you relationships. You won bachelor of the year? Four years in a row. Never I, cooked a meal. I almost won pun of the year, but then I admitted then, that Then you admitted mine. it was stolen. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Quiz Show 21 updated. Rumple foreskin. But it was funny, though. Yeah. Still funny. Oh. But you, you gave it the copyright. It might have been Mad Magazine. Anyway. Uh, so, it was like, so then I was like, okay, well, those are the things. And so for me, like, death is like, reflections. like, well, I said I didn't want kids. Why did I say I didn't want kids? And this is going back to philosophy. Why did I say I didn't want kids? Mm-hmm. Because my father left, and I don't know how to be a father. I've never seen that. None of my friends are really fathers, you mm-hmm. know? So there we go. There's some honesty there. There you well, are. Now, you haven't touched the stove. I know that you just don't have the experience of a father. Even right. That's a good thing. And again, that goes you back to me saying, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And that's why people are afraid to say, I don't know. People, we want to use religion, we want to use politics, we want to use all these justifications for why we should know, but yet sometimes we still don't know. We don't know why people are the way they are. We don't understand it. But I don't know. So then it went from me not wanting marriage, me not wanting kids, and me reflecting on why I didn't want marriage, why I didn't want kids, to now, will anybody marry me? I'm ready to go. <laughs> like, like microwave uh, shit. Like I'm, I want kids. I want, I want marriage. I want a, Why don't you uh, but, make babies with like a, a dear, dear friend of yours? Because I don't have any dear, dear female friends. Ah. <laughs> I don't. I have some good friends, but they're all taken. Is this why you made that joke about like you wanted to, a dating website name and it was taken? Are you on the prowl? No, I'm, not, I'm not on the prowl anymore. <laughs> I was. Are you seeing somebody? I am seeing somebody. And you're hoping that maybe it could go to that place? It's probably hard to say that if she hears this. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping. <laughs> I, don't worry, I don't plug it. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm yeah, not don't, tweet plug, don't tweet it. Don't tweet it. Don't tweet it. No, don't no. tweet it. Uh, no, I am... Um, so you started seeing someone after the old diagnosis? That was tough. Yeah. Because you cannot smoothly drop cancer after asking Dude, what their favorite Wes Anderson movie is. <laughs> Fantastic Mr. Fox. So anything what? what? That's right. Yes. 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 He got it. That is good. That is good. That is good. Again. Again. Three times. Yes. Yes. So, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Of course. Now, if they say we're old Tenenbaums, right? Sure. You're looking at them like, come on. That was the weirdest one. We all agree. Uh, I'd rather watch Life Aquatic Steve Zissou in French with subtitles than watch fucking Royal Tenenbaums again. Right? I prefer Tenenbaums to Zissou. Yeah, to Zissou, really? Zizou, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I'm with you. I think uh, Tenenbaums isn't the best one. Right. There we go. That's all. Man. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I used to feel bad about telling women that I was divorced. And now you have to be like, uh, do you know what asbestos is? <laughs> I, just, I mean, like, it's so, it's so weird. How did you do it? So you started seeing someone, it's not like you met them because of the cancer. They didn't, it wasn't like a nurse or someone else in the hospital. It was free range. Mm-hmm. And then you had to break it to them. What was that like? Mm, 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 mm. It was. Let's attain some truth, Q. <laughs> it was, it's not as easy when it's put back on you. I, tell you that much. I get it. I get why he does a podcast and interviews people. You don't have to say anything uh, you don't want to, but I'm interested in, in how you it, break that. It, it was tough. It was tough. I had to break it. Just just be like, look, this is what I got. You know. How long had you been together at that point? 
Cause you, that's we, not, we weren't, we weren't, we weren't. I'm seeing something. Yeah, I see. Seeing, yeah, so uh, I was like, okay. I, so you I, started fucking with somebody. Yeah. D- look who's learning the lingo. Look at. Do we zoom in? Zoom <laughs> in. Hold it. Dramatic pause. I turned to the fade. camera. I turned to the. There's a camera right here. I turned to the camera. I Krasinski. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you started kind of casually seeing somebody, but it, it started to uh, feelings started to grow or whatever. Yeah. This is this initially <laughs> after. After, like, I've been dealing with cancer for a bit, mm-hmm. you know, um, I was seeing somebody uh, at the beginning of it, and then we stopped seeing each other during it. Oh, no. And then uh, we're, we're still friends and everything, but it was good as friends as you could be in that situation. Oh, wait. So they ended it. Was it like, this is too much? This is it too heavy? I wouldn't say. There had been a lot of, of history, mm-hmm. a lot of... Uh, a lot of not so nice. This things. is going to be one of those podcasts where after the mics are off, you're going to go like, "It's my mom's friend." <laughs> like, it's going to be like something like you can't say. I've, I've had so I'm many all times. About, I'm all about honesty, but no, I'm protecting the names it's other, of the ones. It's another person, right? So it's like you know. So we we stopped we stopped seeing each other, and I start. Then I had to was get that heavy because you were in well, du- yeah, because you were I, in double heavy. Well, no, because I, I was I'm emotionally needy now. You know, I'm not. I'm, I tell people that I'm needy emotionally now. I'm yeah. not clingy. There's a huge difference. Clingy is like when someone's being unreasonable about you being busy. Mm-hmm. Well, why can't you just stop doing working on your show, Pete, and come right. hang out with me? Because this is how I afford to take you out. Right. This is, this is how I make money. <laughs> I can't stop doing this for you because you right. want to go see fucking right. movies. Right, Get right. out of here. Right. Uh, but you know, being being needy is like, dude. I I sort of need. I need to to have that emotional connection. I need to talk to you. Right. I need to feel close to you. Right. You know? And that was why it's like the partner I started seeing stopped seeing was because it was like, yo, I can't give you that anymore. I'm like, mm. cool. I dig it. But now I need to go find it for somebody else. But somebody had to break up with a, somebody with cancer. <laughs> That's an interesting and somebody with cancer had to be broken up with. I mean, but when is the ideal time to break up with somebody? There's never a perfect time. There's never a smooth segue into singleness. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Otherwise, you'd be like, you and your ex-wife would have been like, I agree. This is not going as planned. It's I funny. Think. That's that's the big thing. Whenever in the few times I've had to break up with somebody, you have to go like, there's never there's never a good time. You always have that one friend that just goes, it's never great. Yeah. But next month's her birthday. Yeah, it's always going to stink. Yeah, there's always something. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's the holidays. Okay, we'll yeah, do yeah, it yeah. at the end of the year. But then New Year. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, <laughs> Valentine's Day. Uh, St. Patty's Day. She's Irish. She's, yeah, the whole ca- calendar. Yeah, the whole calendar to, to keep, keep people together. together. <laughs> that's the whole, that's, that's what time was done. Yeah, yeah, To keep us yeah, together. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was constructed for that. That's right. That's you're like, oh, you're going to break up something. Right, it's end of June. July 4th's coming up. She's got a good family. She's got fucking people in Connecticut. You got to yeah, fucking, yeah, yeah, you don't yeah. want to be in a boat? You don't want to be in a boat? They all have boats in Connecticut. I got to be in a boat. Anytime there's a boat afloat in Connecticut and you people know? are drinking champagne in the day, there's somebody there that was like, I was going to break up with Tim. <laughs> and she told me about this boat. Yeah. And then we stay. Oh, but oh, that's such a dark side of love, though, isn't it? I that know. we all sort of stick around. Well. We all stick around for the for the perks. There are some transactional sides to uh, romantic love. That's for sure. You ever had any? I'll tell you. I'll be honest. Every time I ask you a question, I'll, I'll be honest with my sure. answer. Have I ever. Have you ever stuck around longer than for some training. For sure, for sex, for sure. For sex? Oh yeah. Okay. I dated somebody roughly a year longer than I ought to because <laughs> yeah. because I was like, "Oh man." And it was the and it was the first I like curvy girls. It was the first kind of curvy girl I was ever with. 
And I was like, hard I'll, to leave I'll, those. I'll hard never to... find it because you never see them. You never see them. Where are they? And they're, they're very hard to access. Where they're eating pancakes yeah, somewhere. somewhere. I don't know where these women are. In, I want to find them in egg yolk culture. That's yeah. where they're at. That's where the curves are. I'm not kidding. You're in absolutely egg yolk right. Culture. If, you, if a woman pours <laughs> egg yolk on you, if she's got the three faucet system at home. She's probably got some hips. Yeah. So anyway, I found my first curvy, and I was like, I'm never going to let go of this person, even though, and they're a fine person. I knew it wasn't right. It wasn't a fit. But and yeah, we had other things going on, but the main, the main thing. The hard, the hard thing to admit is that sex had a lot to do with it, yeah. I'll tell That's you. That's me being raw. I, I'll t- I'll is that the 90? Oh, wow. Okay. We'll wrap it up. Uh, no, no, no. Let's... That means we have half hour. Okay. Okay. <laughs> The way he was waving, I was like, It's a 90 minute light. Oh. <laughs> I'm burning the light. We're going for two, I... <laughs> three hours. We're doing fucking Craig. I am doing Craig's Lent podcast. Quincy, I thought we we had been, we were around roughly 45 minutes. I'm not just saying that. This is a good conversation. Well, you're a good man. I'm a reflection of you. But I'll tell you this uh, Don't out Pete. The, Pete. The... <laughs> There's the honesty. There's the honesty. Pete loves Pete. You just out Pete, Pete. I will try to out Pete, Pete every just... time I'm around Pete. I complimented you, and you said I was your reflection. That's amazing. Uh, All right, so go on. Love. I, I, I really like love. Oh, and time. when you've stayed with somebody. You stay with someone for a long time, and women stay with dudes for a long time, and they use time as a justification because they're pushed the, cl- the clock is pushed down their throat their whole lives. With the so TikTok of the egg Yeah, rock? so they're like, oh, I don't want to. I've been with this guy for five years. I can't just yeah. leave now. Like we're supposed to be married. Da, da, da. No, but yeah. you'll stay. They stayed because of the time that no, they invested. No guy has ever been like three years of my life. Yeah, not really. But guys are guys always mourn the loss of sex. Yeah, women mourn the loss of time, waste of time, and guys mourn the loss of sex. You want to know why? Because we know sex is easier for women to get than it is for us. So we're automatically well. thinking. We're automatically thinking like, oh snap, fucking Sarah's gonna be fucking fucking some other dude, and I'm sitting here sad, right? Because I can't go back. I'm not ready to go out there and date again. Yeah, dating. Yeah. Dating sucks for me. We put so much well, you energy. Lose, you talk about being uh, needy. Yeah. There is a there's a needy side to sex too for dudes. As you're like, I, yeah. ha- I have my connection. Yeah, and I get what I need, and then it goes away, and you're like, I'm back in the wild. Yeah, yeah, that's roaming, and, just foaming yeah. at the mouth, and just you're like, sharpening a bone. Yeah, you're sh- <laughs> just to be like, sharpening. Oh, I gotta hunt my food oh, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't want to hunt, but I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it. Starts whittling <laughs> Tom Hardy character somewhere. Just. Like, I'll do it. Is that what you're saying? You want me to go back out into the... You want me to go back out there and hunt? After I've been in this company for 20 years, you want to lay me off? I got no useful job skills. Leaving me by the pond. You you just want to discard me? You're just trying to dismiss my emotional feelings for you so you can go out there and date because you're unhappy. Well, guess what? I've been unhappy. I've been very unhappy, but I stuck it out. Ah, I'm not a quitter. Yeah, you start laying yeah, a guilt yeah, trip yeah. on him because yeah, you want to yeah, be the yeah. one to flip it on him. I've been there. You've done it for sex too, then, is your answer? Yeah, I've done it for way more, for way less than sex too. Really? Oh yeah. Well, hit me with one. Uh they. <laughs> and what was? It? I mean, like I don't know. They had like cool friends that I weren't ready to fucking. Yeah, it's hard to lose the friends. They, do you break up with everything? They had yeah. a great. They had Netflix Premium. They had Hulu. It's, like it's I, 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 I've is... stayed for a lot of petty shit. All right? I got money now to fucking get it, but still, I don't, I've stayed for petty shit. You stayed for Hulu Plus. Who at the? But they, they just came out. Yeah. And Seinfeld had released all the episodes. I wasn't done watching all of season three. Yeah. That's when it really got good. Aristotle, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So yeah, I stayed. I stayed. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not proud. Of what yeah, that's all right. Where are you at now? So you're not seeing anybody now. I'm seeing somebody now. I'm seeing somebody now. Um, it's cool. How do you meet these people? Just out. 
I mean, I gotta go hunting. Yeah. <laughs> Are you? This is. I'm sorry to. It's like cancer stereotype. Can you go out and drink and stuff? Oh uh, yeah, I, I drink. I mean, like you're so you can still get cocktails and. Yeah, I mean, I don't drink as much. Yeah, you know. I thought that you know sugar, cancer like sugar. Well, I mean, I, I just came off a water diet where I just drank nothing but water, no smoothies, no juice, no soda. You just, just fasted. Just water. I mean, for how long? For like two months. You did just water for two months? I mean, I ate, but I just drank water. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I was that's why, say, I, didn't, that's why I didn't say fast. You should be dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen these yeah, fast. I was like, like, so you oh, he's just a, drank water. Oh, he's a liar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought we were getting truth here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's lying to me. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah, I ate it regular You food, ate regular stuff. But it was just always water. Do you want something? Just water, water, I was water, interested because you did mention the green juice thing. I've The Gerson therapy, I'm sure you've heard of these, mm-hmm. these things. And I've always wondered. I, I, t- to be honest, I think I would lean towards the let's do chemo, let's do the – because mm-hmm. of the Steve Jobs example. People are like, Steve Jobs had cancer. He went like, I'll just eat carrots. I think that was arrogance. Yeah, well, and he did have a little bit of that. You know, he was like a, a, know, a bold motherfucker, you know? So, you know, that that's the, the counterpoint. But did you consider any of that? It sounds like you just went, let's nuke this. Let's fucking do it. Uh, in that moment, that's what it was. And then after three rounds, I was, like, ready to throw in the towel. Because it's hard on your body. Oh, man, I was ready to quit. I don't want anybody thinking that I didn't have moments of weakness and, like, times where I cried. Yeah. Like, I, I'd cry, like, because I didn't want to do it. it was, I remember seeing, I'll tell you something even more honest I saw the guy who gave that guy who announced that prognosis. I saw him eating food in public, and I wanted to choke him out. Mm. I was ready to go that far because just, just because he was of, the face of he, the, your yes. news. Yeah, that's exactly, and the way he did it. And I was feeling better. I was like, "You told me I was going to die in a year." Yeah, I want to end you. <laughs> I want to end you. No, I didn't. I was reading a clipboard. <laughs> but I was like, you know what? I called What's my mom. Hard? And my mom was like, I would say if you're in a better headspace right now, that you would go show him that you're physically better yeah. and responding to the chemo. But you're not. So I suggest you just walk away. How are you with the chemo now? I take it every three weeks. Now I'm not on the heavy batches. The heavy batches is really bad. It's like a crapshoot. Did you ever see Dallas Buyers Club? Yeah. You remember when, like, he was like, there has to be another way to fight this besides what they're giving me, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I feel like with chemo. And that's mm-hmm. why I, when I was talking about the FDA and what the government doesn't care, there's a better way than chemo. Mm. <laughs> Excuse me. Bless you. Yeah, there, there's a better way. So I believe that, you know, but again, like, some people don't want to fucking do necessary steps. Sometimes juicing will help. Mm-hmm. Cutting red meat, going vegetarian will help. Mm-hmm. Maybe even going vegan if that's your type of cancer, you know? Mm-hmm. I remember I, my friend Gust from the Hollywood Hotel, he gave me a juicer. And he was like, really one of those nice, like, industrial juicers. Mm-hmm. But I remember, it was, I remember I juiced once, and it was a good juice. I drank it, and I forgot to clean out. Yeah. The juice, and, like, I, like, the next day, ants and flies everywhere. Yeah. And I was like... This is what the juicing community doesn't want to tell you. Yeah, you got the cleanup. I was like, I got cancer. Yeah. I, 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 was, I can't be cleaning yeah. shit. I was That's like, putting, you get on the outside. I was like fucking putting the fucking <laughs> celery stalks in yeah. there. But I was like, this is so much work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need a juice just to juice. Yeah. That's what you do. <laughs> you got to have your mid, mid-climb mid juice. We yeah. call it the climb. The climb. We call it the climb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's in the biz. Here in the I don't know if you're in the juicing community. The juice community. But yeah, so that's that's what it was. It took it, it took a lot. It yeah. took a lot out yeah, of yeah, me. Yeah. Um, and I don't. I mean, again, I would never plug chemo, uh, but I would never say and like do what works for you. There's a lot of people out there with cancer, and 
I definitely would say changing your diet helps, staying away from sugary foods, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. The, all those things do help because they are cancer cells and they reproduce fast because of sugary fatty foods. Right. Sugar, it's been proven that sugar helps. Have you looked food. into the alkaline acidic thing? Yeah, but again, it's mine's in the lining of it, yeah, and yeah, it doesn't clump up like a tumor. And I don't even want to sound disrespectful. I don't have the answer. There you go. There's an I don't know. Well, but I, 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 for some I reason, I came to this podcast ah, for Pete's to, wisdom. Yeah, yeah. Did he you says come here to know. be treated? Yeah. What? That's what they promised me. That's the only reason why no, I signed no, up no, for no, this. No. no, that's the. Doc- I would never have been this vulnerable normally on a Sunday. <laughs> if afternoon. you want something hilarious that's going to cure you, you have to watch Doctor Ken weeknights on NBC. <laughs> I've plugged Dan Telfer's Kickstarter. I've plugged Dr. Ken. I've never seen. I know Ken Jung. I find the most joy in a million-dollar listing on Bravo every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Let's plug everything except your Kickstarter. (laughs) (laughs) All of a sudden, your ratings, I don't know what happened on Sunday, but after Sunday, the 13th, our ratings went through the roof. Did QJ uh, say it? Yeah. Yeah, he's he's the hottest dude in the game right now. So I know we're jumping topics, but uh, that, to me... Is a movie, you know, that is a, is a compelling story, is a year. Mm-hmm. We're not saying that's correct. It's right. Nice, but somebody puts a clock on you. It's right. a good device for a movie. And you'd like to get married, have kids. And it's like, Zach Sherwin has that thing about expiration dating, that mm-hmm. idea that it's like, I'm only going to be in New York for this time, but I want a girlfriend. You're like, I might only be here for this time. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to get married. I'd like to have a family. That's an interesting, uh, atypical whatever you want to call it, predicament, situation. Mm-hmm. But you're in that situation. No, it is in my existence. I mean, talk about talk about how great you are on the podcast. How's that dick? You a good cuddler? I, nah, man. I like, I like as soon as we're done, I just want to, like, that's why I have a queen-size bed. You have ah! your side. I can, I have, you have your own pillows. Quincy, a, this isn't going to help you. Oh, right. Sorry. I, I didn't read you the You love script. cuddling. I love cuddling. You got a big old dick, manageable. Big. Yes, yes, man. It's girthy. All heart, though. All heart. That's what it's about. <laughs> um, but no, I, you know, honestly, it's a, like, dating for me, it, it, it is difficult. You know, because I got sometimes you don't want to rush, spurt it out too quickly. Because yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a lot like you. I'm emotionally honest. Here almost, and that's when you say like I'm like I'm emotionally foolish. I'm not a fool. I'm emotionally foolish because mm. I'll like have a, gen- a connection with someone. I You'll give like it away. I'll be like I have cancer, but I still want to love you. Want to be married? Let's be together as our kids. You're like whoa. Yeah. Goodbye. And I'm like don't leave me. Oh, please. All you need is another one like you. I just need that'll go like. I want to love you forever. I don't know if I can handle another me, but I need someone who can handle what I say. Be composed. Yeah. I mean, I need them to be composed and be like, you know what? We'll figure this out. Okay. That's what I need. That's what, that's really all I need is someone to be like, to acknowledge what I'm, uh, acknowledge what I'm feeling yep. and then be like, okay, we, we can get through this. I'm with you. I'm not jumping shit. Mm-hmm. Once you hear that, then you feel more comfortable, right? Mm-hmm. It's sort of like any fucking- And then you relax. And then you relax. And yeah. you're like, okay, this won't be all bad because I got someone. Well, you're kind of testing them a little bit, aren't you? You have to. Yeah. You got to do it. You sort of got to push the, because now time is, now there is a clock. Right now, I don't know how much time. And like I said at the beginning, I don't. I didn't know how much time I had before, right. but now I know that the clock will eventually start running again. Right. So now I have to be like, look, what are you in this for? You want to have fun? I'm down for fun. Isn't that funny? We can have fun. We were just laughing about the plight of women and the freshness of their of their reproductive systems and being like, no guys ever said I wasted four years. And now you're kind of in a that that is to me yeah cosmically hilarious. It, it's funny because like it's what I used to be like to all my single female friends like. 
Yeah. You're getting stupid. Like, you need to stop looking at this a waste of time. Look at this experience and, now and education. You are in that and now I'm like, times a million. They left me at this point in time? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I hate it so much. You're like a woman turning 39. Yeah, yeah, that's that's accurate. That's accurate. I I definitely have feminine emotions right now. They, I even have I even I even jokes about it. I have jokes about the cancer. That's fun. It's like about like uh, about like going through chemo is the closest thing a man could get to feeling pregnant because of like all the mood swings. Yeah, you know all the emotional fucking flings and all that. Look at that. And then the food cravings. The food cravings. I wanted Cheetos and eggnog. The other day, and there is no eggnog. You go to Japan, you can get Cheetos flavored eggnog. Yeah, but Cheetos, that's that's a lot. But I want them together. I want them separate. Ah. I wanted that thick, gelatinous, yep. fucking beverage. Yeah, and you can't get it off Amazon Prime. There's no fucking eggnog. No, you can't find eggnog anywhere. Where does it go for the other nine months of the year, Pete? Off season. There you go. But we have all the same ingredients. You don't think that's a government plot right there? Nine eleven truthers calling five five five. Get a life. Calling five five five. You should be doing something better with your time. Five five five. No one will believe you stop spouting these truths. <laughs> Isn't it funny how like I believe that the truths get revealed to some people, but it's always revealed to the least credible people. Like that's why only certain people see UFOs. Like the drunk, the town drunk, mm. who's always stumbling drunk and says like I've seen this and then he's like I saw him I'm telling you Pete I saw him mm-hmm. and he's like alright alright Todd yeah 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 right you saw the UFOs no they, <laughs> they turned in their old sea pirate no their eyes were everywhere and their antennas were sticking and then they touched me they touched me Pete in places that I don't even want yeah, to tell you in that way and it's like right you know and yeah. that's that's and that's why the truth doesn't ever get exposed no I'm right there with you so if we can get that guy a nice pair of slacks and just some speaking. <laughs> Hello, I saw a UFO and he probed me. Hello. Yeah. Hello. I'm-, <laughs> I'm the man with the golden voice from 2012. Exactly. And, uh, I got probed by yeah. aliens in 2011. I know this sounds uh, cliche and unbelievable, <laughs> but I was drinking uh, Kentucky whiskey and uh, I saw a UFO. This just in. Uh, <laughs> the guy with the golden voice says he was drinking Kentucky whiskey. Alcohol problem, perhaps? <laughs> Tune in. Channel 11. Coming at 11 at 11. Thank you. I'm Brian. Ah, I'm Brian. I'm Brian. You make sure you plug yourself. Follow me on Twitter at uh, I'm Brian. Gum. Gum, gum. <laughs> what if we just called back for the next 30 minutes everything gum. we said gum? We could. And to all, the, all our fans in yoke culture, uh, I want to all the people. We've got a lot of bits. We, we could go on tour. Uh, right? a very short tour. Gum. Short-lived gum. Short-lived. The short-lived tour. The short-lived tour. We're all dying short lives. <laughs> That's what, I'm the short life part. We're all dying. And then we just go out there. If we have Mark open up for us, that would that would spread. Which one's Mark? Mark Marin. Oh, Mark Marin. We have Mark Marin open up. He'd yep. set the tone. Yep. You have the we're all dying, and I come up with the short live bit. Boom. Yep. Mark, if you're listening, which I'm sure he is, of course, because we all listen to each other's podcasts, right? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I do not think he's listening. He does. All right. Well, he's missing all this shameless plugging that we're doing for him. Although, uh, you know, I hope you can do his as well. You're a fascinating fellow. I'd love to do his. You I'd should, love... man. That's that. I mean, let. Can I... you call him? Not now, but can you reach out to him? I know you have his contact info. You guys are both headliners. I can give you his email. <laughs> He'd probably be mad at me that I that I gave it to anybody. But yeah, of course. But you should. Could you reach up to him? I'd appreciate if you did that for me. Say, do you want to have this guy on? Yeah. Be yeah. Like, hey, I just had him on my podcast as a situation. I will do that. Thank you. I think he'd be down for it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, right? Why wouldn't he? He just had Ben Folds on. Why wouldn't he fucking have me? He did? 
Yeah. I just had Ben Folds. All right. Well, I'm not paying attention. This guy's, this guy's copying me. Yeah. Oh, shit. Podcast beef. <laughs> Drop the beat, Stato. Then Pete starts rapping. Uh, <laughs> Marin rhymes with Karen and flaring yeah. and why they glaring. See? I think he's giving this some that thought. That sort of stuff. Yeah. I think I could uh, spit You're first. Let, you know let me do eight. Let me do eight? Like eight bars. Eight uh, bars? <laughs> Hit it. Stato, you know, break out the fucking production glass from Todd uh, Glass. <laughs> he knows the deal. So we, now we only have 15 minutes to talk about the meaning of life and God and, and everything. All right, let's we've, do, let's do a bridge version. It. Yeah, I'm into it. God is real. Is that right? I don't need any, I'm, I believe in God. I don't believe in religion. Religion's man made. Yeah. I think atheists are cocky fucks for you to think that you're the only, you're the sum all be all of the universe. You're the sum all be all, meaning humans. Human. No, yeah. like themselves. Because uh-huh. atheists don't believe in anything bigger than them. Well, they believe that the evidence points to no higher power. That's what they would say. The evidence can always point to validate your point. We can manipulate the evidence? Yeah. That's definitely. You can, if people said, look, the ark was real, here's a piece of wood for me, be like, well, there's wood everywhere. How do we all know this? There's no way the ark could be all over the world. Right. And be like, okay, you're twisting it. I mean, you've you're, argued with a woman. You know how fucking effects can be twisted in their favor. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry. I shouldn't have said that. We'll make it up in post. Please. 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 That was a little too real. A little too real. No, 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 no. I no. love everybody. So what, what kind of God are we looking to? I mean, we don't need to label it. We just know that there's something out there bigger than this called God. Right. I don't need to call it cheese or foam. I call it God. It's uh-huh. God. That's where I found my piece, God. When you mentioned the Ark, I'm 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 feeling a Christian leaning or a Bible leaning. Is that anything? I mean, fucking again, the Bible's man-made. And there's a bunch of stories told by dudes. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Same yeah. thing philosophy is like a long line of fucking telephone throughout history. Some dude heard this like, oh, so you're saying Pete is a nice dude. I heard Pete likes rice, dude. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that's what philosophy is. You know? like rice. And so there you go. That's his truth. That's what he thought he heard. That's to, what he interpreted to it To quote as. Mitch Hedberg, I love rice. It's great for when you're in the mood for a thousand of something. Right. <laughs> so a kind of general higher power, yeah. a, a force, a loving force, a benevolent force. Yeah. You're not afraid of this God. You're down with this. You like this man. You have this to. Thing. I mean, for me. For me, at least. Yeah. Again. A lot of times people want to put good and bad. And like, it, the concept of God is very foreign to people because you want to put the bad on something. Mm. We want to distribute the bad feelings and bad things in life to something. So if we give this God omniscient, omnipotent power, right, then the bad has to come from him too. That, but I yeah. don't feel like there's anything bad. I feel like there's things that we don't recognize yet. That's it. I remember being in the hospital for 45 days feeling like I was never going to get out. And I, I remember that. And I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to learn here? Mm. Like, why am I here? Why did you give me this fucking cancer? It's not even a cool type of cancer. I can't market this. I can't fight mesothelioma shirts. Can't make merch for this on the road. Yeah. About seven months later, eight months later, I'm doing podcasts. I'm I'm on right. TV. I'm doing all this stuff. You know but you saying? saw you see God in the in the dark as well. It's funny that you say that because there is a verse in Isaiah that Alan Watts just quoted this where he was talking about um, Christians never quote this verse talking about I bring light and dark. I'm the I bring war and peace. Yeah, kind of both. It's like, you, but yeah, I love that you're seeing God in everything, even in the suffering, even in the pain, and that and there and there's something to be learned and something to be uh, refined and gained from the down moments from 45 days in the hospital. We're also never finished. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like we're never finished, even when we feel like we are done. Mm. We're never finished. There's always another chapter. There's always another page to turn. 
And that's how I view life. You know what I'm saying? There's plenty of stops as a, as a comedian in your career where, like, your first time featuring on the road, mm-hmm. right? You're thinking, great, I can fucking quit this fucking data entry job that I fucking work and I'm going on a row and you never get fucking called back after the third time. You're like, I was ready to fucking office space everything, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? And you feel like that's the end. You feel like that's the end after a divorce or a breakup. You feel like that's the end after your show getting canceled, you getting bumped or anything like that. But it's not the end. Mm-hmm. You're just learning. You're just growing right. for the next step. And the next step is what you were supposed to learn here to be prepared for that. It's a, it's a long TV series. It's, it's a, a long... It's a, there it's, is no it's, ending. It's there's no bow. Yeah. Pete, there's no bow. There's no happy endings guaranteed. Yeah. You can only be happy with your ending. There is no happy endings. Yeah. It will end one day. It keeps we going. know that. It right. keeps going. It will go on without you. So now, if you're, ego t- if you're as egocentric as I am, you have to let that go because it will go on without you. Most times people are worried about their legacy, right? They worry about your legacy. Everyone is, right? But guess what? You're never around for when they discuss your legacy. So why worry about it? <laughs> it's always after you're gone. Yeah. No right. one's going to. You get If you're loved enough, which is what fans do, they love you. They promote the love more than. But come on, dude. Like, how many fucking people do we revere right. that had some dark, shitty sides? Sure. Right? How many presidents have we exalted? And, like, they had some shit. They did some shitty things in office, too. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. But we only talk about the legacy. The legacy, no one. You have to be a big piece of shit to be slandered when you're dead. They didn't slander Napoleon in France after he died. Mm. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. That was a shitty dude. And you're not as bad as Napoleon. You're not. That's that's <laughs> by a long side. Yeah, you know, there's some people who still. Well, people still idolize and glorify Hitler. Yeah, he did some foul shit. Yeah, right. And now those people are all at a Trump rally. <laughs> I made it political at the beginning. Trump, I made it political at the end. Fucking Hitler begat Trump. Yeah, we take a biblical Hitler begat yeah. Reagan. <laughs> Reagan begat Trump. Yeah, no, Reagan begat Bush. Bush begat Trump. Yeah, there we go. There's a lot of begatting. Well, yeah, that's what Numbers is uh, in the Bible. The book of the, Numbers. Look up the chapter. Look at the book of Numbers. It's all it is, is beget beget. If you want beget, people to beget. read the book, don't even call it Numbers. I mean, like, who needs it? Judge, right. you, you lost me at Judges. Yeah. <laughs> Exodus. All right, it's an adventure. Oh, like Ezekiel sounds interesting. Yeah. Nehemiah. Yeah. Never heard Nehemiah. Right. Uh, I'm down. Just check out what these guys say. Malachi's not. Job. Yeah. Say it looks like job. No, no, not on board with yeah, that. Don't no, like working. No, no, not a fan no, of that. No. <laughs> don't look like job if you're not job. Do you believe in God? Yeah. There you go. But I believe in a, you know, a subtle life force energy and a way of things and an order of things that keeps my molecules in me and keeps your molecules in you. And a big mystery. I believe in a metaphor for a mystery for uh, that transcends all categories of human thought, including being and non-being. But I like your answer, too. I like you. <laughs> I like it. I, you know what, Pete? I feel like you don't ever get a chance to be yourself. Because you're afraid of it being too weird or freaking people out, but I dig you. Thanks, I really, man. I really, I think, you, I think you're, I'm really glad because you don't get a chance to really get to know a comedian, yeah. or know a person because we all have our fucking projections, our facades, right? Our character. We all have our onstage character. I, this is my fucking stage name. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, what's your all, real name? My real name is Kwame Wallen. Kwame Wallen. That's a great comedy name. It is. I was thinking about when I do Conan. What do you think? Should I do go by my Kwame Wallen or should I go by Quincy Jones? For the Google ability of your legacy, you stay consistent. That's that's the network. That's answer. that's what they told me. That's what they told me. Now now I want to fucking have my truth and share it. They're like, yeah, you got a brand, dude. You got yeah, a brand. But I mean, somebody Cassius Clay was probably like, should I do it for the Google ability? Yeah. <laughs> well, not many people could spell Muhammad. Yeah. Cassius. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, 
Turns out we can. What about Cassius Ali? How about that yeah, little yeah, camera? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so that, that you know, but it's like we all have our truths, and it's like we're all trying to figure it out. And no, I feel like everyone. I don't, it's the same thing with politics. I don't believe that one party has it all right and one has sure, it all wrong. Sure. But because society is full of extremes, they never want to give up the fact. That it's like okay, well, there's both. Yeah. That's right. Well, that's my God. My God is the both and. I mean, that's everyone's God. Yeah. Don't let religion d- fool you into thinking that it's not. Either, either or guy. Yeah, he's both. He's like, yeah. nah, you're right. I mean, even in the Bible, it says, nah, I will smite thee. Well, smite's not good for anybody. <laughs> smite's not term for massages. No, yeah. I will I will do, I will end you. Yeah. Dude, if you fucking go against what I say, I will end you. Boom. And, you know, so whatever. But, you know, I believe in God. I believe in love. I believe that's why my Kickstarter and this project was so successful is because I try and project and put a lot of love into what I do and genuineness uh, into people. Mm-hmm. I want to make genuine connections. That's why I feel like I'm a lot like you. You know, A lot of people misunderstand that. They're like, oh, that's weird. But it's not really weird if you're just being genuine and being mm-hmm. honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. And we're all in a quest to be honest with ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Some people aren't even on the journey yet, but they are. And might be taking it too deep, Stottle, but you know what I mean. Right? <laughs> you know, right. Playing to the audience, I love it. Right? I mean, because Stottle's looking at like, what the fuck no, is he's, he He's saying? into it. But it's like, I mean, I, don't, I really don't like that. I really, there's so much good in the world that you really shouldn't harbor too much in the bad. There really is. There's so much good in the world. You know? And it's like, even, like, I don't know what's going on in Syria or Libya or any of those war-torn countries, right? Mm-hmm. Or those dictator-ran countries. But I'm sure there are beautiful countrysides. The sun still shines there. Birds still exist. There's still bodies of water, mm-hmm. right? you got to find the beauty in the pain. you got to find the joy in the sadness. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what living is. That's what your job is to do, mm-hmm. if that makes sense to anybody. I don't know. That's probably, I probably rambled enough. But No, no, that's great. He's made, there's a Joseph Campbell quote about that, where you can't eradicate the world from sorrow, but you can live joyfully within the sorrow. Yeah, and that's that's what you're supposed to do. I just don't I don't get why people are trying to make something out to be I don't know why we're always trying to put happy endings in it, dude. Well we're trying to win without losing is what we're trying to do. But you can't but you can't have winning without losing. You can't. That's why the constant juxtaposition, the constant contrast has to be there. That's it. You know what I'm saying? And that's what it is. And that's why we still look at other people's careers and still figure out I still want to be Bill Burr status, right? Do a couple yeah. movies. God damn it, damn yeah. yeah, do a couple movies, have a rabid fan base, you know, fucking <laughs> podcast. Yeah. But that's that, that's not my path. That's not my journey. So I look at that, but I'm also very well happy with the journey that I'm on. I'm That's very content, not content. I'm very accepting of the place where I'm at in my career and in my life. And it'll continue to evolve and grow. And that's what we'll all do. And that's, that's, that's the best part of life. That's great, man. Well, you're doing the work. I'm impressed. I love it. Thanks, buddy. Well, let's do the speed round and then the last question. All right. I, don't, I didn't write down anything for the speed round. What's the greatest lesson you've learned about comedy? That you it can never be the magic can never be duplicated. Mm. You know, you can have a killer set one night, right? And you could do the you could do the comedy studio, right? Have a killer set Sunday night, sold out, destroy it, right? And then you go back the next Sunday night, sold out crowd, do the same set, crickets. Yeah, you cannot duplicate the magic. Hold on loosely. Hold on. You have to be, and you know, call it Roy Scoville. I looked up to Roy Scoville. I still look up. I admire, love Roy Scoville as a comedian, as a person. But I definitely feel like I learned that from him. It was like, never be afraid to abandon, 
You know, don't hold too closely. Don't yeah. hold your material too tightly. He'll drop it. Yeah, you will drop it, and let's have fun. Because you, you might go up there with the game plan. You might go up there with your bits. Well, I'm going to open up with, you know, this, uh, dating, yeah. and da-da-da. Yeah. And you do your material like, okay, what do you think about dating and crickets? And what do you think about... Okay, well, obviously... This isn't working. So let's fucking figure out what's gonna work. That's when that's when we have to do work. That's when it's real like a real comedian's right. job to right. fucking do the work. Sounds like life. That's <laughs> that's, that's, that's what it is. That is what it is. Comedy is a lot like life. You gotta grind it out. You gotta fucking let go of some notions. You gotta fucking defer. When you gotta accept getting bumped, I should ask you about comedy earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's what it. You gotta accept getting bumped. You have to take off your ego sometimes. You have to be okay with not understanding why you're not hearing back from email. You have to be okay with seeing other people pass you. You have to be okay with where you're at. You have to continue to work on your craft. You have to not be concerned. You have to pay attention but not be concerned, which is really difficult to do. There's so many parallels to comedy mm-hmm, in life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you have to understand that there are many people who would admire us for what we do. Mm-hmm. And people admire you for what you do. You keep bringing it back to me. This is the best day of my life. <laughs> it's true. It's true. People admire everyone. People admire Aristotle for what he does. There's someone out there who's like in fucking sound school down the street yeah. at L.A., whatever, and they're like, man, man, fuck, man. Right. I got this fucking $90,000 degree. And fuck my Aristotle. Aristotle just fucking grew up with the MacBook. He, just he knows how to work garage band. He just ah. volunteered. He just know how to fucking punch in and edit and adjust volumes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I say all right? I mean, like, we got to go to the speed round. All right. Fast answers. All right, go. <laughs> no more, no more, no more in depth. Well, comedy was unfair. That's why I said I should have asked you about comedy earlier. All right. Uh, great lesson you've learned about family. Family sometimes act like friends, and sometimes friends act like more like family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, what, before you said that, what's the greatest lesson you've learned about friends? Uh, sometimes they act like they're, sometimes they're more family, and sometimes what you think a friend, the definition that you have of a friend may not be what other people have, but you should not discount what the good things that a person's doing who's your friend. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so it's like if someone says, hey, if you don't talk to someone every day, don't discount them as not being a good friend. Just when you guys get, get together, you have fun. Mm-hmm. And that's that. That's your moment. And then you guys go away and come back. It doesn't always have to be constant. Why are we chasing constant? Again, you can't be consistent. You can't duplicate the magic. You have to abandon mm-hmm. it and let go. There are temporary phases. And sometimes you'll hit it off with a girl, have a great first date, and you'll be like, man, I think this is the start of something new. And you'll never hear from her again. <laughs> and you'll be like, damn, I wanted something long term. Mm-hmm. And you'll be like, but that's not what that journey was. That journey was to give you the spark to go through this new relationship that you have that starts off slower and is not as passionate. I was just going to say, what's the greatest lesson you've learned about love? But it doesn't have to be a romantic love. Uh, the greatest thing I learned about love is that it's out there, and if you dwell too much on where it's not, you'll never find it. Mm. It's out there. It comes around. Now, it may not be in the form you recognize it as, and that's what a lot of people, you have to be accepting of all good things from mm. everybody. Just like you have to be accepting. Love is a lot like wisdom. You have to be accepting. I've listened to bums ramble onto me, and they say something that I ain't know. I'm like, oh, shit. This guy's lived. I forget. This guy's fucking 67. He's been homeless for however long, but he still has wisdom. I have to be open to that. You have to be open to love. And it has, and it will not come in the same form that you'd like. It's not going to come in a Nicholas Sparks novel where it's like romantic letters and stuff. It's going to come in like, dude, I will fucking ride for you, man, but you're being an asshole. And that's tough love. Or it might come in the coddle love of like, 
you know what, Pete and Quincy, you guys are the greatest things ever to happen to comedy, and you guys will be okay. Don't worry about where other people are in your career. And that's coddle love. And then there's family love, where it's like, come on, Pete. Come on, QJ. Tighten up, all right? You know where the fuck you're from. You know what you got to do. Get out there and do it. I call it Republican love. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. There's so many different forms of love. And it comes from right. everywhere. And it's not going to be in the presentation or the format that you normally like it. So that's it. What's the greatest lesson you've learned about courage? Courage is a mindset. It's a mind state. Courage is what every one of us has. But we all don't put it to use because we all don't know how to really we don't know how to display it. Hmm. Sometimes getting up and going outside the house when you're depressed, people are really depressed. They're courageous to me. There's everyday courage. And I respect the troops. I respect all things, you know. I respect anybody who does something that I can't do or I don't know how to do. I respect mathematicians. I respect everyone. They're all courageous. But I also respect everyday courage, which is people who fucking are parents, who, who sacrifice happiness to fucking provide for their families, Right. Uh, that's courageous as fuck to me because they sacrifice for us so we can pursue our dreams of doing comedy. That's courageous, but they're not getting ribbons or medals on the wall, you know? Mm. So it's like there's that. Is I think courage is, courage is a lot of times glorified as like an act or deed. It's like in Deadpool when fucking, fucking Colossus came up. It was like three or four moments. Three or four moments. That's all it takes to be a hero. Three or four moments, <laughs> right? And that's what courage is. It's what says every day. It's three or four moments a day. Where you're like, you know what? I will sacrifice. And sacrificing is the greatest act of courage to mm. me. And the last one will be, uh, what's the greatest lesson you've learned? Big one about life. The biggest lesson I've learned about life is that it is sweet. It is fast. It is a bitch. But it is good when we let it be. <laughs> Did you have that ready? No, it's just, just flowing. It's just where I feel. It's just like life is sweet. Life is good. Life is good. It is fast. It comes at you fast. And it's a bitch sometimes. But when you stop and reflect, it's really good when you let it be. And that's honestly what I feel. And life is good. And stop dwelling on the bad. Stop focusing on what you don't know. Just ex embrace what you don't know. Mm. And just either try and learn more about it or shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Just like you said, just enjoy fucking House of Cards. And don't try and read so much of the fucking... Into the politics? Yeah, into yeah, the politics. Just watch it. Just, just watch it. Don't hate the player. The the, don't, don't hate the Claire. <laughs> Claire. <laughs> don't hate the Claire. Claire. <laughs> and uh, this is always the last question. You probably know because you listen to so many of these. Is Can you think of the time you laughed the hardest in your whole life? <laughs> the time I laughed the hardest was when they told me I had cancer. Really? That was the hardest time I laughed. Is this real? This is a hundred percent true because it was laughter comes before shock, mm. right? After you process, you laugh. That's just not <laughs> cancer. <laughs> You're fucking kidding me. You gotta be go back and run the tests again. Wow, it's cancer. So for the past six months, for the past year, I've been eating gluten free shit, thinking it was celiac disease, and it's cancer. <laughs> I can eat bread again. <laughs> I can eat bread again. <laughs> You're telling me I was fucking fooling myself. I was depriving myself out of good waffles. I was ordering gluten-free shit. You're telling me I can have an English muffin right yeah. now? And it was just cancer? I've been getting my belly drained two times, four to seven liters, and it's cancer? Holy shit. This is the richest thing I've heard. Wow. Are you serious? And then like, yeah, it's like, oh, well, 
And we had a good laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Quincy, that was an amazing answer and a great speed round. Thank you so much. Thank you, man. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you for having me. Thank I know you for you postponing your chemo to do the podcast. Hey, thanks for doing back-to-back podcasts. Well. How was Aaron Rodgers? How was that? He was great. He what was did great. he talk about? Is it out yet? Or when no, no, out? no. Uh, I think we'll put this one out Wednesday so we can get more word about your Kickstarter. There's more time out there. Let's actually plug my Kickstarter. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, check out the GoFundMe, GoFundMe.com backslash Kwame Don't Play That. You can Google that or Google Quincy Jones Kickstarter and feel free to donate uh, to that. Uh, so those things help me pay bills because I cannot work because I do chemo every three weeks. Unless you have a job out there that's not manual labor that will hire me for two weeks or a week out of the month. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, boy. It takes a while to recover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to be like, mm, right. well, let's go with Kickstarter. Kickstarter. All right. Kick, go both. Thanks, man. We'll, and we'll plug it in the intro, too. Thanks, and, man. Uh, would, you know what to say, I believe. Keep it crispy, would you please? Keep it crispy, yeah. <laughs> Keep it crispy. And then the beat drops. I think that's why I was scared when we didn't start, because I was used to hearing the, like, the plugs. Yeah, 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 yeah. The advertisement. Yeah, and they're yeah, like, yeah. Okay, Fading we got another, out. yeah, we get another great episode. Quiz. Ah, so I didn't, I didn't hear that. I was like, are no, we recording? This is it. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Keep listening. Keep it crispy. I've been Quincy Jones, and this is Pete Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> what a fun way to end. I'm so crispy. I'm so crispy. My ice game make you want to get me. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Thank <laughs> you.